Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. Today's Sunday session is brought to you thanks to the fine folks at More Beer. Visit them right now at morebeer.com. Feels like work. Shooting the shit for two hours, drinking beer and talking beer. What a wonderful experience. Can we not have the barf bucket near my mixing board? (laughs) I think everybody can read the book. I knew you were going to use this book as an excuse to quit doing this show. <laughs> Mrs. Buff, if you want, I can mail you the bub timer. Yeah, Newcastle. Especially in the can. Have you ever had it in the can? <laughs> no, I have not had it in the can. <laughs> Notice I closed my eyes and I concentrated really hard. Now, live from the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers. Craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with, well, expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is The Session. Happy SF Beer Week, everybody. We're in full swing here at the Hop Grenade. We had our Sour Saturday on Saturday that was pretty killer. 21 taps of sour beer. Uh, it's the first time we've done an event like that here at the Hop Grenade. And we got another one happening tonight, uh, coinciding with this show that you're listening to right now. We've got John Galuli from Drake's Brewing Company on the air with us tonight. Great guy. Yeah, I will not be able to pronounce Galuli after another couple beers. Yeah, well, especially not after the beers we're going to be tasting tonight. Yeah, I know. We're doing the Apocalypse <laughs> release. So I'm going to say John Galuli, John Galuli, John Galuli. And He's from now on, he, now yeah. on, he's just John. Just yeah. John. John G. That's how it's going to go for the rest of the time. He's a great brewer. Uh, they just had their big Apocalypse release out at Drake's Brewing Company, also on Saturday. Um, and uh, they're here tonight to to serve more of it. We've got four different uh, Apocalypse labels on tap. Uh, red, white, green, and black, I think. Okay. All right. Oh, all I don't right. know what those mean. Sounds like Johnny Walker. Well, I know. That's what I thought of, too. Every time I hear black label... Because my dad used to drink a bottle of Black Label a day, so and wow. I, w- I will forever remember uh, Black Label associated with that. And uh, I'm not talking like a handle or anything, although occasionally. Uh, <laughs> 
Yeah, they label they they name them all by label now. Uh, I, I actually don't know what it means either. But okay, that's what we're going to find, gonna find out, out right? Yeah, and we've got uh, the green label bottles on sale here to go as well. So if you're local, you still got time to get down to the hop grenade. We'll probably run out of that stuff tonight. But um, four different apocalypse beers on tap, and we're going to learn all about them. They're a real favorite here uh, in the in the Bay Area, certainly, and probably everywhere Drake's distributes now. And uh, kind of a limited release beer and. Uh, it has a really big cult following, like line around the block type of following now when you when they release it at the brewery. So uh, so I'm excited to do that with John today. we got a lot of other things to do, and it's my last show for at least a month. Oh, wow. I didn't know it was like a month. <laughs> it's at least a month. At least, if not more, apparently. If not more. JP <gasps> is going to be taking the helm of the session. Um, I'm going to rehab. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No one would ever believe that anyway. No, that's only the second half, right? Yep. <laughs> well, rehab costs money. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's uh, what you do when you get back. Yeah. yeah. Plus, I'm no quitter. I mean. <laughs> no. That's true. Yeah. You're going to ride this whole liver disease thing out. <laughs> oh, yeah. See what happens. Until it's until it's done, really. <laughs> you have an intervention with yourself. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Near the end. Uh, no, I just I got some other things to do or something. I don't know. So I won't be here for a good month or so. So be nice to JP. He's going to take the helm of the show. Uh, we got great guests lined up and... Uh, I, I think everyone's going to do great. It doesn't yeah. involve like an orange jumpsuit or anything. No, no, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I have to report for uh, sentencing. Yeah, no, no. I, honestly, I don't even know why. I don't even have a good reason. I'm just no, not, I'm just you not, don't. I'm just not going to be here. No. <laughs> uh, but we, look, we have a new producer, you know, in Bevo. I, I think right. I think everything's going to go great. I, I'm pretty sure you guys won't even need me after a month or so. Well, I'm just, uh, my plan for the show is just to blow it up. And just do lunch meat. Yeah. So oh, man. that's kind of where your legacy is going to be reduced to. Great. Yeah. I, listen, part of the reason I need out of here is what my legacy already looks like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired of my legacy. Yeah, well. Um, so uh, it's going to be great. We got Brewlosophy on the session next week. Uh, in fact, we got a bunch of great guests lined up, and I'm, yeah. I'm not exaggerating. I'm pretty excited about the, the list that JP gets to interview. <laughs> that's true. There's a lot of people in the chat room just typing yes with that exclamation points and I, I, I think they're happy good are they happy for me or they're happy for them that, that, that i'm that i'm gone no i think it's the lunch i'm just thing. gonna say yeah. yes okay oh right probably yeah, yeah. oh it wouldn't be lunch. technically dark meat <laughs> it, it would, would be technically dark meat that's it right. would be yeah yeah uh, anyway, that's your update. Uh, <laughs> Great. So, uh, it's, it is SF Beer Week, as I mentioned. Tasty and I went to the opening gala on we Friday sure did. night. Uh, oh, you dated. That's cool. Uh, well, no, I wasn't his date. Oh, that's um, too bad for you. But I know. I call I'm, him a plus one. I'm not cute enough. <laughs> yeah, not too yeah, he wouldn't even be his plus one. No. Tasty's too important. You need more cookies in a purse than you can a, uh, your pocket. <laughs> that's true. Way, far too much lady. facial hair yeah. for that. Uh, it was well, a nice. It was a good time, though, wasn't it, Tasty? It was great. It's great. Yeah, all the brewers are there, right? I don't know why. Yeah, they, it's like the only night they don't have another event, I guess. And they're in town for all their other their events. And yeah, all the brewers are there. You go talk to them about their beer and shit. It's great. Yeah, it was a piece of cake. It was out on yeah. Pier Thirty Five in San Francisco, um, which was a nice venue. And uh, yeah, I have also had just a lot of good beers. You get a lot of the beers that people are ready to uh, preview for the rest of Beer Week. Yeah, it's a lot of them they're introducing just for Beer Week. And, yeah, that uh, they rolled on at their events. But you can get in there at the, uh, the opening gala. It's great. Yeah, you know what I had that you would have liked Doc, is I had an American Light Lager from Iron Springs Brewery. Uh, Christian brews yeah. there. Yeah. You'd have loved that beer. It was, it was 
it was just a classic example of an American light lager. It was really well done uh, with a little more flavor uh, even. But I think it would have judged just like an American light lager. It was nice. That's because, that's, you know, they'll even say what it is, and I'm usually disappointed. Yeah. No, I think you'd like this one. Uh, another th- uh, surprise we have for you tonight is that I think John brought you some of their malt liquor that Drake's made Ooh. recently. And I said, oh, Doc will like that, too, because he makes one. So yeah. at least you can try that one. Uh, but the gala, gosh, over 3,000 people, I think, went to it yeah, this it year. Packed. SF Beer Week is huge. Now, uh, you know, the Barley Wine Festival got canceled. It did, which I'm pretty stoked about. Well, uh, first of all, it, it, it would have had to move because Beer Week moved up, up a week or two or whatever, uh, which is why our Winterfest isn't around until, <laughs> right. until April and things right. like that. But I read an article about uh, why the... Barley wine was canceled. It would have been, I think, its twentieth year or something like that. And he, you know, he was mentioning the owner, of course, was mentioning some of the same complaints I have about Beer Week. He said, mm-hmm. you know, Beer Week was scheduled originally where um, the Bistro Double IPA Festival and the Barley Wine event bookend the whole week. Right. And th- those two events had been going on for years and years anyway. They just sort of stuck SF Beer Week in the middle of it. And he said, kind of, you know, when SF Beer Week began, there was. 25 events and it was really cool and and plenty to go around and as the years went by and and there are more and more events you know now there's something like 700 events and he was saying two things one that business declined at the bar attendance declined at the barley wine event which is on the la- you know it was on the saturday at the end of beer week yeah. which is tough to you know that's a struggle for for any you know so many events to compete with but the other one he said is that people are just coming in broken I mean, livers Already? broken and hungover and not feel, you know, it's a, a week of, it's 10 days of binging uh, at all of these events. And that's, that's I kind of don't like that about it either. It's kind of irresponsible to serve them kind of thing, you know. Like they're don't you kill think themselves. with the 700, it's, it's too much Yeah, there's me. too many options. So, the, yeah, the, in the um, turnout doesn't hold that many people. So we're talking about, you know, instead of, no. you know, the 500 and having a line, there's maybe just a. Yeah. showing up now. Yeah, I hadn't been there in years because of that. You, if, yeah. you, if you're not there before 10 or 9 in the morning, you're not getting in. And then when you get in, you're smelling farts and seeing people passed out. And it's just like, it's... Oh, yeah. It's, it's ugly. crazy. You know? A lot of drunk people. Yeah, so I... Yeah. But I we've can, created an animal, and there's nothing we can do about it now. I mean, S- it, SF Beer Week is here to stay, and it's going to have 700-plus events, and, and it is what it is. I just... I'm, I'm not. It's not my favorite week of the year. Uh, it, to me, it's really frustrating. I, I miss all these great events. Yeah. Uh, normally, throughout the year, when there's a great event, I go. Right. You're right. Cause it's not competing with. Yeah. A bunch I'm like of, so. Yeah. If, when there's like some nights there's nothing going on. Well, fine. I'll pay that price. But I wish I could move some of those these events that I'm missing to those nights. Yeah. yeah. Well, I will say that uh, I do always enjoy the gala because I sort of get to try all the beers oh, that yeah, are going to be around yeah, uh, beer week anyway, and then. Honestly, I, I kind of really like having the hop grenade now. I and mean, that was my answer to people. What events are you going to? And I kind of just said, I'm just going to our own. I got a good place to yeah, go. Yeah, well, it's free for you. You know. <laughs> events to me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. and but even, I had stopped going to a lot of events even before. I think yeah. the only thing I've gone to in recent years is Sour Sunday uh, down at uh, Triple Rock and Jupiter. Mm-hmm. Always enjoyed that. Yeah. And we would go to that one. But other than that, I, you know, I would go to the gala and Sour Sunday, and that's about it. Yeah. And uh, at least with, with the hop grenade now, I get a couple more events in. They just happen to be ours. 
All right. So let me get through a couple of announcements, and then we're going to get John Galuli in here from uh, Drake's Brewing Company. Um, I use his search uh, engine. Well, I used to use his search engine, but now I'm more Bing. <laughs> now you use Bing. Yeah. yeah. But, um, uh, you know, Gooley is not. Always. It, it hides results from me, and I don't like it. <laughs> I see. You want the, you couldn't take off the adult filter. No, I don't know how to do it. Yeah. You know, when I'm searching for pumps, I need every single kind of pump. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of different pumps, <laughs> different ways. Um, all right. So I do want to let you know about the next couple of events we do have going on here at the Hop Grenade this week. Tomorrow night, we're doing our first ever Brewers Roundtable, and uh, that's actually going to be a broadcast as well. So those of you tuned in now, if you don't have to be in the Bay Area, I've been wanting to do a Brewers Roundtable show for years where I just stack the, the desk with brewers, and I give them a couple of topics, relevant topics going on in the beer world, like consolidation, for example, or maybe hop shortages when that comes up, and just let the guys go for it. And that's what we're going to do for the first time tomorrow night. And we got a lot of great beer going on tap while we do it, and brewers in the studio. So we got Dougie from Society is coming up here. Um, we got the boys from Monkish coming back right. up here, You know, one of my new favorite breweries in the country, and a great interview as well. Um, Julian Schrago from Beachwood Barbecue is going to be on the line with us. He sent beer up. He's not going to be in the studio, but we will have Beachwood beer on tap. Oh, I, was um, just, I was just down there this weekend. Yeah. yeah drinking Beachwood beer. Nice. Oh, man. Always good. Yeah. Sante Adarius is going to be in the studio and beer on tap, as well as Highland Park uh, out of Los Angeles. So uh, I think they're L.A. or... Orange County or something. Um, uh, yeah. So we got them all in here, and we're going we're gonna to do a – I'm hoping to keep it to one hour. I want a one-hour, sure. two-topic <laughs> format. I'm going to try my best. I've given myself room for 90 minutes, but that's where I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to max it out. The problem, of course, is having all of those people in here and wanting all of them to give their opinions on the couple topics. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep it to two relevant topics and uh, just let the guys hash it out. I'm going to try to stay out of the way and just throw them some, some questions and, and find out from the professionals. They're going to be yelling and screaming? I hope so. That's what I want. Nah, these guys are too nice to each other. Kind of like, like the sports shows? Where there's... That is my goal for, for the Brewers Roundtable. Not that it always <laughs> is that way, but that occasionally, if we get a controversial topic in here, um, I, I would like two opposing opinions to be presented. I think a lot of times here on this show and the other shows that we do, we steer away from that a little bit because we don't want people arguing and we don't, ever, we don't want it to be nice. But I feel like there's room for uh, you know differing opinions and... And I, I want to hear them. So my idea for the roundtable, Doc, is just that, that, that they're, they feel comfortable and are allowed to say what they think in this environment. So Chair throwing? <laughs> yeah. I'll have to bolt down the chairs before I put up, like, the real controversial <laughs> topics, you know. Um, so uh, that's tomorrow night here at the Hop Grenade. If you're local, again, come on down, and you're going to try all that beer. And if you're not, you can tune in, and then I'll put the show up for, for download as well. Um, something else happening here at the BN. Um, we, I'm putting out a call right now. We need a new uh, Brewing Network graphic designer. Oh. Uh, you will be uh, under Push Ejects Tutelage. We're looking for a young, talented, beer-loving Female. Don't, don't, okay. don't love the beer too that. much uh, because we actually require stellar work around here. Or <laughs> um, just work. So if we've got a BN Army member uh, who does graphic design is interested yeah. in doing some things on the side, it's simple stuff. It's mostly digital logos uh, that we need for, for different events and, and for our sponsors and things like that. Uh, send an email to production at thebrewingnetwork.com, production at thebrewingnetwork.com, and we want to find 
the next Brewing Network Idol <laughs> or whatever. The BN Superstar. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, production at thebrewingnetwork.com is where you send an email. Uh, as I've been letting you know, Winterfest is now April 2nd. It's something like Springfest. Uh, I was Easterfest. partially vindicated Uh-oh. in my decision to move the festival. One oh, of the reasons... It, yeah. oh. it was raining cats and dogs on Saturday oh, morning. Nice. Okay. I forgot and to make a note of that. So I do have... <laughs> so, so I, I didn't think uh, Kate is the one who reminded me. She's like, hey, note... It's totally raining outside right now. Uh, that made me feel good. Missed that one. Uh, so April 2nd, hopefully we'll have some good weather like we're used to for that festival. And uh, we'll be sending out more information about that soon. Uh, don't forget that you can get Moscow Hop Life gear uh, in the Hop Life store, which I think is uh, hoplifegear.com. Sure. I forgot to write down the Google URL. It. He's It'll usually here for me. Bang it. To do it. If you look, yeah, just Google Hop Life. And you can check out his cool artwork on um, uh, prints and clothing as well. It's good stuff. Uh, we've also got BN gear in our store. You can go buy Hop Grenade merch and uh, onesies are in there and hats. and what about twosies? And, uh, nah, twosies are out of style. That's stupid. Yeah, everyone likes the onesie. Um, that's a great way to support us. Also, do your Amazon shopping by clicking the Amazon link right there on our homepage, and uh, you can shop as usual, but we get a little piece of the action. And finally, you can subscribe and become a BN Army member. Just hit the uh, donate button, and uh, if you become a recurring donor, you're entered to win a $100 gift certificate to More Beer. We do that drawing every single month for the sponsor of this program, More Beer. Go to morebeer.com and check them out. Get all your homebrew supplies over there. Get all these updates and more over on Twitter and the Facebook. Send your uh, feedback to feedback at thebrewingnetwork.com, and you can send your show ideas now to Bevo. <laughs> How do you spell Bevo? B-E-E-V-O. Is that two E's? Two E's. Once again, <laughs> B-E-V-O <laughs> at thebrewingnetwork.com. Send your show ideas over there, um, and she will help you get your favorite guests booked on this program. All right. Do we have a Twitter game this week? We do have a Twitter game this week. Twitter game is brought to you by the Labruski Cruise, the cruise that we're going on, the cruise that will kill me, I guarantee. Oh, yeah. Uh, Your liver's going to fall out. he gone. It's my last ride. He gone. Oh, is that the last of the month or your last part of the month you're gone? It is. Oh, he's going out hard. Do you see see the tie in here? Uh, (laughs) See, I'm taking, Um, I'm doing like 30 days walkabout. Right. (laughs) Or or whatever. To figure out, to sort your life out and then ending it. Yeah, I'm going off Thelma and Louise on this right uh, now. <laughs> You're going to be the overboard guy? Yeah, I was going to say, if you um, if you die on the boat, can we bury you at sea? No, I think he's no. just going to jump over yeah, at midnight. I he's going to stay on the islands. you got to be at the morgue, I think. I don't think you're going to have no. to bury me. I'm clearly going to fall overboard. Casey, oh. <laughs> he's not even going to be coherent enough to leave the ship oh, on the morning right. we dock. Oh, that's his plan, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, we have to leave the ship? Not, no. You don't have to. No. Oh, cool. It's cheaper. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I thought you to. did. I thought you had to. Uh-oh, no, no. Uh, no. you paid for it. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. Oh I mean, no, the casino closes while the oh, ship's docked. The casino will close. Oh, that's well, that's some bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Well, is it because of docks where they have casinos? Uh, probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, and no. to get your drunk ass off the boat. It's because it's not. It has to be in international waters to be open. Uh, although, as soon as you get close to shore, you're under their rules, and sometimes casinos aren't allowed. Mm-hmm. Where's so. it? Where's it docking? Is it docking in the Bahamas? Nassau. Nassau yeah, and they, Strip. Yeah, they have their own casinos in there. Probably. Big ones. 
Nice. Big one. So I think we'll read it in the feedback, but I, we were wondering last week, like, if the boat leaves you, right? Like, if you don't make it back, will it stay? And it definitely no, does, no, not it does, not, it does not stay. It does not stay. And they're not going to leave a helicopter there for, you know, the people that are left over. No. <laughs> you know, the important people. Yeah. So, right. so here's, must be expensive. here's what's going to happen. And, and mostly I'm talking about me and Sam here. One of us is going to fall overboard, and the other one is not going to make it back on the boat. Not intentionally. It's just going to happen. Right. Don't make it back on the boat. Um, however, you can come join us and see it all happen. Just click the Labruski Clues logo, uh, Cruise logo right there on our on our homepage, and you should come join us and and look, watch it go down. <laughs> right. You're going to see a piece of BN history. <laughs> I was just looking at the website today on there and all the stuff that we've got booked. It's, yeah, it's cool, right? We're not getting off the boat. <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of concerts. They got all those great bands. Yeah, uh, they got a lot of craft breweries signed up. Well, the ship is set up for a concert tour. Yeah, you know, concert crews. Yeah. Like they do a lot of those now. So okay. you can mm. go here, you can go there, and there's a lot of different things happening at the same time. Poor nice. Tasty, he's going to want to go to two or three things at the same time. Well, I'm not going, but I, I, that sound great, man. I love that. I wonder if they have like a chat, you know, like chastity belts, right, where you lock them and you can't you can't get them off uh, your your private areas. Like, yeah, you know what I mean. I wonder if they have them for your liver, where it's just a, a chastity girdle essentially, it, it, and it won't let you drink. No, well, not that it won't let you drink, but you. Yeah, can't, it's called ant abuse. You can't get like oh, roofied yeah. and then your kidneys stolen and woke up in a in an ice tub. You know, something I like see that. What you mean they can't cut can, through you? Yeah, we're going to the Bahamas. Like that's no joke. <laughs> Yeah, we're not going to Mexico. No, but hey, we're going to a luxury island. In anywhere the- you can make a yeah, but who works at the luxury island? Islanders. <laughs> And they're trying to get out. They're trying to get their, their Google stock or whatever. Like, they need to leave. So if you get so, invited upstairs then, by a beautiful girl. So. Maybe not. Well, then you have liver lock. And you're, and you're fine. Kidney lock 2000. You're fine. You're New good. Liver so lock. Yeah. <laughs> it opens with an app. You can gauge it. It's a whole thing. Yeah. So my friend from high school is coming on this trip. I just want you guys to know that I have no intention of hanging out with you at all. Yeah. You, you're supposed to let me see a picture of that broad. Let yeah, me see. Yeah. No. Come on. Pull it up on your phone. Oh, we're going to find out sooner or later. Yeah. I'll show it to you later. I'm not going to do it now. Yeah. In about a month. Oh, because why? Is she coming solo? She was at my wedding. You met her. Is she coming with her husband or solo? No, or She's coming solo, I think. Does she have a husband? That question that doesn't matter on so many levels. Information. It's actually really not. <laughs> that's true. If we're at sea. And yeah, and well, international right. waters. Yeah, forget another zip Yeah, code. that's we're, right. We're in international waters. <laughs> we need to have an alert. See, I'm all into alerts She's now. not into kidneys, is she? <laughs> <laughs> we need to have an alert to let us know when we hit international waters. Yeah. And then when we're about to, you know, exit international waters. Exit the ball out. So do all the things. You got to clean up. Stop talking. Uh, uh, so we got to see a picture or not. Stop murdering people. <laughs> it's going to be a good trip, and you should join us. All right, what's our Twitter game? Uh, well, I was recently in, uh, in L.A., and of course, anytime you're in L.A. area, you have to go to Disneyland. It's just required once you, once you enter L.A. County <laughs> to give you a pass. It's a whole thing now. Uh-huh. Um, so it made me realize with uh, our vast wealth, because let's face it, we have a skeleton crew, and the money's going somewhere, so we have to have tons of money in the bank. Yeah. The Brewing Network is going to get into the theme park game. Universal's growing. Disneyland's growing. It's a whole thing, right? We need a theme park. 
So I want the uh, Twitter universe out there to give us some ideas for rides and or attractions. And if you don't know the difference, you know, whatever. Uh, in the upcoming Be In Land theme park. All right. So you have a tasty coaster. You know, what happens? What, what's the, you know, the Doc's Dark Ride? What, what, what do you do? <laughs> I like it. I want to know. I feel like a lot of rape happens on both <laughs> of those rides. <laughs> Doc's Blackout Ride. No offense, guys. Yeah. I, I think I've been on. I'm pretty sure I've been on Doc's Blackout Ride for the last three months. <laughs> you get in oh, the car. Yeah. You put on a gas mask and then you black out for half a mile and you exit and then <laughs> you just say yeah best yeah. ride ever i did it love it and then you check for kidneys <laughs> yeah there is a there's yeah. a free kidney check at the end yeah no you're good the ride ends in a bathtub full of ice <laughs> All right, let's do some feedback. Feedback's brought to you today by our good friend John over at the Beer Law Center. You can go to beerlawcenter.com and check it out. He protects the Hop Grenade trademark, and he can protect yours, too. He can also help you with your TTB filings and uh, pretty much start to finish on setting up your brewery. So go check him out at beerlawcenter.com. Let's see. David writes in, Serus Brewcasters. My name is David, and I'm the head brewer, uh, otherwise otherwise known as the only brewer, at (laughs) Beercraft Henver. Here in Unterthal, Germany. Uh, sorry, David, for all the butchering. Beercraft is a German play on words for beer power. <laughs> As the German craft means power, and our slogan is the power of beer. You gotta be careful with the power uh, slogans in yeah, Germany. Super German, yeah. You guys might want to back off that pedal a little bit. And I don't know, you know, how close you are to Munich, but you could let those douchebags in Munich uh, that are using my hop grenade logo that it's not very craft beer of them to go around stealing logos. But even if it is it. another country, yeah, I forget what they're called. I think <laughs> well, they're called probably good. I think they're called. Douche. Dickwad <laughs> brewing beer power. Beer power. Yeah. I'm <laughs> glad to see that you've done your research. <laughs> I just don't want to promote their name, yeah. actually. But what is going on with that? Not to derail, but uh, uh, a squad has been sent in. They asked me to to. Uh, they tried to file a trademark uh, with a hop grenade here yeah. in the U.S. Uh, they tried to kind of sneak it under us, yeah. and we found it, of course, because of our BN Army minions everywhere. I uh, filed an opposition. Actually, our friend John at Beer Law Center filed an opposition for us. And then they contacted me and and did the whole, oh, hey, we didn't know about you. Mm -hmm. And in the spirit of craft beer, how about you just let us use (laughs) your logo here in the U.S. because we want to sell beer there. Right. And I said, uh, in the spirit of crap beer, how about you get your own fucking logo? Right. Uh, you, you, you know, it was a polite exchange back and forth. But essentially, I said no. Uh, they said they then went on to say, all right, well, here's the deal. We're going to trademark it in every other country in the world. So you can uh, you can allow us to sell in the U.S. and then we'll allow you to do business in the rest of the world or or not. Mm-hmm. And I just said, no, you know, fuck off. It, yeah. It's not even a fair trade, to be honest with you. I'm, right. Not only am I going to do far more business in the U.S. market than I am anywhere else in the world, but they're going to do far more business in the U.S. <laughs> market. And it also yep. then puts a hop grenade beer on the shelf uh, so that if we ever want to put a hop grenade beer on the shelf, it's the market has been diluted. It, mm-hmm. There's a there's any number of reasons that it just didn't make sense. And I tried to politely uh, have that exchange with them, yeah. that it just it doesn't make much sense and and I, I you know i'm sorry that you didn't hit google <laughs> i mean i went on google.de right the, the right. german version and googled hop grenade and we're still the first three pages yeah so it wasn't even a, a language barrier that uh you know 
but it is what it is. And and then they just stopped communicating. So oh, okay. uh, they may or may not have gone on with their uh, plan for world domination. But well, I mean, it seems like a pretty blackmail anyway. They're really not going to trademark it in every country in the world. That's very expensive. And if as as a you could small draw. business, if you have that kind of cash, and yeah. then you can pay somebody to get a better logo. You could, well, you could threaten him with a world boycott too. Yeah, and uh, and I haven't, you know, I've kind of called him out a little bit, but I've been reluctant even to like say the name mm-hmm. because I've had the beer and I know a bunch of other people that have the beer and I would prefer that they just put themselves out of business. Mm-hmm. I don't need that on my juju. I got enough bad juju. It's true. Uh, <laughs> the beer is real awful. And so mm-hmm. I'm hoping that they, you know, just whatever. I mean, I don't, I don't like to wish bankruptcy on anybody, but I hope that they find another industry that suits them. Yeah. Um, you know, or stop using my logo because frankly they have, it's not even their main logo. They have 10 other logos. Yeah. It just, it's a tiny little piece on like the neck label. And that was one of the things I said too. I was like, guys, if you take a look, it's my entire branding. So even if you want to stick to your guns about how you didn't know about me, which we both know is bullshit, yeah. um, if, and you want to call out this in the spirit of craft beer, that was their whole thing, then just don't use it. It's a tiny piece of your branding. It's my entire brand. Right. Uh, and, and they just didn't respond to no, anything logical. Uh, so mm. the problem is, uh, you know, like you can trademark in the EU, and that gives you all of the European Union countries. Yeah. And frankly, I, I would love to uh, do business in the EU one day, but it's still not worth the trade-off. So we'll see. I, I predict they'll just be gone, and then I'm back in the EU. Yeah, just wish uh, all the Syrian immigrants to go over, overrun their uh, brewery <laughs> instead go. of the train station. <laughs> instead of the train station. Yeah. I mean, I can always go do business in China because ain't nobody trademarking nothing in China. So it's true, you know, or the USSR. Is that still a, a country? No, no, no. That's probably I why. Think that's a thing. Right, why well, you can do it? It's not a thing a, anymore. Just had a back in the USSR moment in my head. <laughs> all right. Anyhow. I'd like to spend a little bit of time in your head. Just, just sit on the <laughs> sidelines and see what happens in there. You know, oh, God. <laughs> Doc has. Uh, it's, a, it's a scary place. Um, no, you don't. <laughs> All right, let me get through this. What was this guy even saying? Um, you know that position where you just hold your knees and rock back and forth? That's what it sounds <laughs> that's, like. That's what head. it is. <laughs> not all the time. It's like 80% of the time. But, dude, the 20% I was talking of the time about me. it's not like that, the 20% of the time it's not crazy in my head, it's really fun. Ooh. It's a good place to be. Well, that's, why the, that's why the rest of it's Justice crazy. Funhouse. Yeah. It's a good life, yeah. Right. I get that. I think this David was just saying thanks to the BN, right? You're most welcome. We helped him out a bunch, and he listened to the show. Yeah, he had a you know interesting story, but he's way too verbose about it. So yeah, and pl- I'm just I've gone over time. So sorry. Thanks for writing in, David. Maybe I'll put it in next week's email or something. If, I'll, I'll see if it's interesting. It's All right, fun. Brandon writes in. Hey, dipshits and Bevo, I'm going to skip the normal insults directed toward. But did he skip the normal? <laughs> <laughs> that was a greeting. Yes, that was the greetings and salutations. Directed towards some unnamed member of the cast and get to the point. I don't think you did that. Uh, I've been listening for less time than I'd like to admit, uh, but I've definitely been making up for lost time, fitting in about one podcast a day. Number one, I want to say thanks for all the awesome info. Uh, Pretending I know what the fuck Doc and Tasty are talking about really helps impress my less educated homebrewing friends. And number two, we finally gained access to some heretic brews in Utah. I've only had evil uh, evil cousins so far, and I must say it's quite the, the double IPA. I'm looking forward to trying some of the other ones. Uh, number three, suck at JP. And thank you. I'm now on my way to join the BN Army as a Ranger. All right. Thanks, Brandon. Yeah, we need that. 
All right. Uh, here's some feedback from our Dan Gordon and Charlie Bamforth show that we did last week. With all due respect to Charles Bamforth and Dan Gordon, I was surprised to hear them accepting and espousing so readily the conventional wisdom of needing a vigorous boil, as well as the necessity of a 60-minute boil when homebrewing. From what I've read and heard, the need for both of these commonly accepted practices has been brought into question recently. And while both Bamforth and Gordon are certainly entitled to their opinions, their outright dismissal of the possibility that perhaps a vigorous boil is not necessary and that some beers can be brewed in less than 60 minutes um, is not necessarily true. I would like to correct him at this moment and say it's not actually Bamforth's and Gordon's opinion uh, that they espouse. Both of them, and particularly Dr. Bamforth, said, I've seen the studies, I've done the studies, I've done the research, and a vigorous boil is what needs to be done. So he wasn't mm-hmm. saying, hey, I think it's better if you have a vigorous boil. He was saying, based on the evidence that I have seen for myself, a vigorous boil is is where it's at. So I'm not sure I like where this guy's coming from. And especially, you know, I don't know where these... Um, you know, things are coming into question all the time in recent. If we're talking about on on forums, at, you know, homebrew forums and, and just all over the interwebs, uh, frankly, I'm going to take Bamforth's word for it until somebody proves to me scientifically yeah. that he's wrong. Uh, I'm not just going to read people's opinions on a beer forum and go, well, see, that guy's beard turned out okay. And he didn't do the vigor with boil. Right. That's a, that, why do they all sound like that to me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He never had a... It's all <laughs> Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo is the worst homebrew in the world to me. He is the voice of the internet. The, no. yeah. You're probably not going to read the scientific study either. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, so anyhow, I just wanted to correct you. It wasn't their opinion. They were stating uh, facts based on their research. Um, Anyway, he goes on to say, like the Pico Brew, for example, that where it's only heated to 208 degrees, um, but uh, that they seem to make good beer. Um, okay. Yeah. And, they, and they do. I mean, I, I think on, the, on a commercial scale where you're going to be packaging it and keeping it on the shelf for months, then you need to maybe drive off more of those precursors, in which case a vigorous boil is probably best for your commercial product. Mm-hmm. But as a home brewer, I don't think it matters that much and and what's the what's the differentiation between a vigorous boil and a non-vigorous boil with uh what four degrees of a difference it's not you know that's that's the point with the pico system it's it, right it's not that vast of a difference now well, one, I think you 190 do. versus 212 then yeah sure that's a big difference and you'll probably get some weird you know funk but um well i think you're ex- you, you really make an excellent point about shelf life and and, yeah. and how long a beer might last because even at the you know non-vigorous 208 you know, maybe that homebrew doesn't stand up to the test of time like it would have done uh, in a really vigorous boil. Uh, but that's, that's a study somebody could do. Uh, right, and, exactly. And maybe that's exactly what Charlie was saying has been done. You know, I don't know. He wasn't yeah. telling. He wasn't citing all of the studies. Um, I think he was just commenting commercially. And, and there is a difference. You know, homebrewers don't like to believe it. There's a difference between homebrew and commercial beer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I guess there was a boil length uh, issue, and it looks like the guys who are going to be on the show next week over at Brewlosophy um, did a boil length experiment. 
<laughs> so maybe that's something you can talk about next week, JP. Cool. And find out what the results were of that. But you can go. It looks like you can go check it out over on brewlosophy.com if you want to. Uh, maybe just search boil length. And I think they did a 30-minute boil versus a 90-minute. And so um, at least there are some real scientific results. And I'm not. Right. Well, if they know, did lab work. Or uh, I mean, it, right. It, you would have to see the, the I method. I don't know the stealing of it because I didn't. Yeah. They, yeah what's well, great maybe about, they did. What's great about Marshall's uh, from Brewlosophy, his tests, they're all just they're taste-related. Ah. So if you can if you can determine the difference, it doesn't matter what the numbers say. If you can tell the difference, if the average person, the average beer drinker can tell the difference, then there's an issue. But if you can't tell the difference, if you can't pick the the incorrect thing out in a triangle test, yeah, it's pretty much a, just a non-issue. I see. Maybe uh, potentially, I think he raises more questions really than he answers. But it's which is right. it's, it's all he's the only one doing this kind of stuff. Which again right. might not answer the question of shelf life or or anything like that. Right. If you're just doing taste at that moment, so rather than actually noticing how much of this or that is still left in the wort and such. All right. Anyhow, thanks for writing in, Jesse. Uh, I do appreciate the commentary. All right. Uh, Josh writes in, Dearest Asset and Bevo, I was listening to your conversation with Charlie about shoveling the mountain, uh, while shoveling the mountain of snow that was on my front sidewalk. And the section on the size of Doc's Hummer had me laughing (laughs) so hard that I fell into that mountain of snow twice. In reference to last week's question about the cruise ship leaving someone behind, they absolutely will do that. My ancient mother-in-law and her friend (laughs) got left on some random Greek island once when they weren't able to toddle back to the ship in time. So (laughs) Toddle. Yeah. Doc, uh, uh, Sam and I will be toddling at best. (laughs) We'll be toddling. Sam will be with me. Oh, wow. Oh, that, Wait, no. I thought you weren't hanging out with us at all. Neither is Sam, apparently. Right. You. I like Sam. You. Oh. Sam is going to be with me. He's, the only yeah. reason he's invited is that he's my, I don't know what, he's my something. He's my second? I would say he's your handler, but really he's just no. your... Enabler. Your, Enable. Enab- yeah, Enabler. He's your... He's your Hashtag bad life decisions partner. Yes, he is. And I don't do well on events like that without him. So I don't do well with him either. You don't do well with him? your security blanket? He's my security blanket. Sam is definitely my security blanket. He said, anyway, Josh finishes. Finally, are you sure you want Bevo producing? Um, Because he says, I'm looking for a good excuse to get out of this snowbound hellscape that is Baltimore. Oh. Sorry, Josh. Baltimore. (laughs) Too late. Hey, we'll be there. Yep. In June. There won't be snow by then. All right. Here's another one about the women in beer show that we had just recently. Um Wow, just wow. <laughs> your new name? Actually, just actually, wow? Sorry, the greeting is Mr. Crosley and other future co-defendants. <laughs> wow, just wow. The Women in Brewing Show. After the opening, when I thought for just a moment Bevo was actually going to walk out, you, quote, professionals kept going. Uh, does me no harm either way. That show set the bar in a whole other place in the land of jackassery. Uh, you really need a dock there as a fall guy or something. I guess Tasty tried, but that all got twisted around, too. In all, in all seriousness, I expect the show to be entertainment with a bit of brew info. But wow, Justin, did you did you get a call from the AHA governing committee after that show? Uh, my feelings, no worse than normal, just some dis, uh, discomfort for others mixed in. Where of what? There was not a single reference of what. What did I do wrong? What I, was bad? I don't know. I think it was all the uh, the extra comments at the end. Um, there was a lot of talk about my list that happened. Oh yeah. 
and the the night the sleep raping and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. <laughs> That's every show. <laughs> There's nothing. By the way, no, a, a, not a single sponsor, governing committee, friend or colleague has ever called me and worried about the things that I have said on this program. And again, let me reiterate: Justin is my friend. He is allowed to say things to me that normal people are not allowed to say. Am I allowed to night rape you? No. <laughs> Just like that. He can say I will stuff. go to bed with scissors and I will I will cut a bitch. I hate it when people Scissoring? like to pretend that in the comfort of their own home or around their friends, they don't tell off-color jokes to each other. And that's what we do here on the program because you listeners are our friends in right. this scenario, too. And JP pointed this out, I think, very well uh, last week when this came up, that you're sort of listening in on a conversation. Yeah. And I, I don't mind offending people every now and then. It, it is what it is. I offend people all the time. Yeah. And, <laughs> most of the people in my group, I'm not offending. So I'm just talking to the, yeah, to the most of people you know, that's and why, that's why you're in the other room bevo but what i don't like is when d- people <laughs> pretend that they don't do the same thing yeah they're, they're got, above it all. Yeah, yeah, and i just yeah. you know, and, yeah. and by the way if, if you really don't do the same thing god what a bore you are there's no wonder you don't have any friends it's true you're a bore yeah um i think that we uh very respectfully uh covered the topic and uh like anybody would because it's a i don't know yeah it's good radio. There's nothing else to say. All right, changing topics, he says. Justin is a good host, but JP is a better host than Sidekick. Uh, JP has an Ed McMahon laugh uh, in years past, anyway. Um, so feel free to take Aww. a year off to golf in Europe. <laughs> this is now my favorite email we have ever had. Uh, did he include a check? Uh, yeah. Turning now to the drunk of the week portion, my pulch. Oh, I don't. I guess he's writing in drunk and he gave a resume. Um, all right, he says he'll see us in Baltimore. Thank, hey, thanks for writing in. Good feedback. Good morning. Um, Bevo letting it go too far. Carl writes in, hey, Internet Radio guys, I have only uh, listened to a handful of shows and was curious how Sam feels about the way Justin talks about his wife. Uh, might be fun and games at first, but I'm sure it gets to him after a while. Thanks for your time. Uh, Bevo. <laughs> <laughs> Sam has. I was a- holding my laugh in until I could turn my microphone on because this is a, this is an organic laugh. This is real. Um, Sam would join in, one hundred percent. Sam has a better sense of humor than almost any human being on earth, and uh, he also knows that uh, none of it is coming from a, a malicious place. Uh, <laughs> I would also I say know. I'm probably not your average. Girl, no, which you and wouldn't have survived that, this long in the show if you were, I, I suppose. Um, uh, yeah. If, if Sam was here right now, he would just say something stupid <laughs> to their. <laughs> it would be something awful, and it would be in regards to me also. Mm-hmm. I hit him at home; it's fine. <laughs> Poor Sam. Is he abused? Uh, yes, she just admitted it. I did. Yeah. Whatever. Well, not, we don't call it abuse at home, but yeah. Just keep in line. All right, I gotta get moving. Um, yeah, I gotta get After listening to last up. week's Women in Beer show, oh, here we go. Here's now. Here's an opposite one. After listening to last week's Women in Beer show, I must commend how far you have come in your restraint. <laughs> uh, the dick jokes and sexist comments were at a very pleasant level, so as not to offend the guests. Great work. I really tried. On growing up a bit. Um, I won't last. 
And then some uh, comments and criticism about the guests, which uh, yeah. I don't really have time for. All right, and that is your feedback this week. Thank you to all of you for writing in, even those of you who we made fun of. Uh, we always appreciate the feedback. Who was feedback and, uh, uh, brought to us by today? Uh, John at Beer Law Center. <laughs> you go to beerlawcenter.com. Unfortunately, John can't protect me when I get sued by one of these douchebags. That's true. But uh, I'm assuming you have, you have an LLC to protect you from that, your personal assets. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> At least I'm S-Corp. What is? <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah! When we come back from break, we've got John Galuli from Jake's Brewing Company in the studio with us. We're going to be talking about Apocalypse. We've got uh, four different versions to try, and he's going to teach us all about it. Oh, so hang yeah. in there. It's the oh. session. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. MoreBeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. MoreBeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to MoreBeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of the buzz, the forum, the learning center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. Marin Brewing Company in Northern California has been making award-winning beers for more than 25 freaking years. Today, I want to tell you about their new 12-ounce cans of Mount Tam Pale Ale. The good stuff, Mount Tam is bright gold. 5.5% ABV to keep you feeling good and has been winning awards since 1989. If you're visiting the Bay Area, get your butt out to Marin Brewing Company. They pour tasty beers and serve great food every day until midnight. Come in for a tour, stay for the food, and pick up a six-pack of cans of Mount Tam Pale Ale to enjoy at home, camping, biking, or whatever the hell you do. Owner Brandon Moylan has this to say about Marin Brewing beers. It's freaking awesome. Marin Brewing has won more than 100 gold medals in international competitions. Check out MarinBrewing.com for all their award-winning beers, food, and merch. Marin Brewing Company in Larkspur, California. Award-winning taste, refreshing finish. It's freaking awesome. Beer tasting games that train your palate, a brewery locator, and the brand new interactive beer style guide. These are just a few of the awesome things you'll find on craftbeer.com. The style guide is a beautiful example of technology in beer. Browse beer style families or turn on the automatic beer style finder and explore beer through color, bitterness, ABV, aroma, and flavor. It's really the coolest way to explore every beer style besides having them all in front of you. Go to craft 
craftbeer.com and click on Beer Styles to start the guide. Plus, enjoy the rest of craftbeer.com, the Brewers Banter blogs, beer education, how to host a beer tasting, and the invaluable Draft Quality Manual. Tons of great content that makes your beer better. Visit the new craftbeer.com right now and explore the website that brings you all the passion, camaraderie, and creativity of the craft beer community. Craftbeer.com, celebrating the best of American beer. Ken Grossman of Sierra Nevada Brewing Company says making great beer is hard. Making the same great beer every day is harder. Brewers Publications announces its latest release for breweries of any type and size. Quality Management, an essential guide for brewers by Mary Pelletieri. Proper quality management for small, regional, and national breweries is critical. Whether you are an established business or brand new, learn the best ways to create and manage a quality system in your brewery. This book will guide you in developing a comprehensive program that will grow with your brewery, help ensure quality processes in the brewery, and continue providing great beer for your fans. Quality management for breweries is critical for continued success. This guidebook teaches you to integrate quality management in every level of the operation. It will guide you in developing a comprehensive program to ensure quality processes in your brewery. Quality management, an essential guide for brewers, now available from Brewers Publications. Learn more at BrewersPublications.com. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! Do you like beer? They make beer. Watch out! Do you like friends and fun? They make friends and fun. Watch out! Do you still like to have a good time? The 21st Amendment. Watch out! The 21st Amendment in San Francisco, located at 563 2nd Street, two blocks from the building where baseball is seen and played. Try their beers in the pub or try them in the can. Featuring... Monk's Blood. Made with real monk. Watch out! So why not have the best time of your life? Go to the 21A and Sean O'Sullivan will personally greet you with a can of... Monk's Blood. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! This advertisement is not in any way affiliated nor associated with the 21st Amendment Bar and Pub, nor its subsidiaries or affiliates. This telecast is not copywritten by the 21st Amendment for the private use of the Brewing Network. Any use of this telecast without Jamil Zanishev's consent is prohibited. Suck it, JP. Brewcasters are back. It is a 401 beer. Whatever. All right, welcome back to the program, ladies and gentlemen. We're having a good time here at the Hop Grenade for our very own Apocalypse Night. You can still come down and get the beer if you want. Uh, it's on tap and in bottles. All four Apocalypse beers are now on tap. We've got John Galuli, who's the brewmaster over at Drake's Brewing Company, one of my favorite breweries in America, not just one of my favorites in the Bay Area, but I've been a Drake's fan for a long time. Um, Back since Roger Davis was a, was a brewer there and uh, started to, in my opinion, uh, shape the beers. Uh, and then that, I feel like they just kept improving and improving over the years. And, and now you guys are just a killer brewery. Welcome to the studio, John. Thanks for having us. Uh, it's been, I've had, God, I'm trying to think of how many Drake's brewers I've had. I've never had John on. How, how long have you been the brewer at, uh, at Drake's Brewmaster? 
2013, early 2013. Since 2013. Okay. So I think I've had uh, I've had Melissa Myers on the program, and she was a uh, brewer there. I had, uh, of course, Roger on. <laughs> Whether um, you wanted or not. Did he keep his pants on? No. No, no, no. No, no. No, no I mean, come on. Yeah. Roger Davis. Yeah. We're talking about the same guy. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> Melissa kept her pants on, so that was nice for her. Uh, <laughs> she got out. She got out. Yeah. Uh, Chris, uh, Chris Dunstan, yeah, uh, Chris is still there. Chris yeah. is awesome. Oh, he's still, I thought he like le- did he leave and come back, or he's just been there. No, Chris is a rock. Just saw him at the gala the other night too. Yep. He is a rock, isn't he? Mm-hmm. He's a good guy. How many brewers do you have? Core brewing staff is eight people total. Eight people, okay. Because we're twenty four five and weekends. Okay, got it. Uh, you guys have increased production quite a bit over the last what five years? Yeah, yeah. From wh- where are you at now? Did a little north of thirty thousand this year. We're pretty much clipping forty percent a year. Okay, forty wow. percent a That's year. That's Constellation Brands buyout territory, I think. Right? Uh, <laughs> yes. Maybe it's coming soon. It's coming. Uh, I think I probably have the least interest in ownership and selling out outside of faction. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. That's a good point. Outside of Roger's new place, uh, John Martin. I I feel I think you guys have a great team that John has put together. He is one of the people I really look up to in this business as a person who he's not just a beer fan. It doesn't seem like a guy who just got into this. You know, it was a hobby first, and then he went. He got into it from a different standpoint. He was running a business, but he's also as passionate about beer as anybody he's just so damn good at running a business no i I love working with john martin john martin's been great and he really is very supportive of the beer program and gives us wide latitude to just play around with whatever the hell we want to and buy crazy hops and nice you know not really sweating the little stuff just lets you go for it yep and a nice dude on top of it Right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but he comes out to our events sometimes, too. He's just I just feel like he's really supportive of the industry, and, and he's a good guy. So, All right. So I've been watching Drake's grow. Uh, uh, 1,500 pale ale yes. is still in my top five pale ales in the U.S. I drink it all the time. Uh, Tasty, come on. It's as good a pale ale as Blind Pig and is an IPA. There you go. I don't know what that means. That means it's pretty good. Oh, okay. it's pretty goddamn good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like 11 on the 10 scale. <laughs> uh, we like to have it here on tap at the uh, at the Hop Grenade. Although somebody locally, who I also I love this establishment, has it for like three bucks a pint all the time. Like all the time. All day long. You go in. Oh, yeah, yeah. You go in over there. Yeah, all day. Not everybody. at the Hop Grenade. Yeah. So I tend to go drink my Drake's 1500 over at the other place. And then I think we Well, it's play. weird. I go in there, and they've got, like, a, a great a draft list. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking them over, and I go, like, oh, man, what am I going to have? The best beer up here is 1500 I just feel yes. bad that I'm, I'm paying. Like, I come here because I'm cheap, not because I, I mean, <laughs> I always apologize. It's, I'm sorry. It's the best beer there, you know? Yeah. Uh, charge me for three, and I'll just drink two. Uh. Whatever. That's a good place. Liz, is that is that your account over there, too? Yeah, you love them right now. They buy all the 1500 in the East Bay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, all right. So tonight we're doing our own hop grenade release of Hypocalypse. Of course, Drake's did it over the weekend with a, a big bash, um, and we're happy to have it on tap now. Or we got a full bar because of it, too. Let's just go straight to it and talk about the beer, John. Is that cool? Sure. So for those that don't know... 
What is Hypocalypse? Hypocalypse is our seasonal double IPA. We put it out every year at this time of year, you know, for SF Beer Week. It's kind of like our big boom, drop drop, drop the mic sort of beer. Okay. And every year, you know, we readdress this beer every year because, like I said, John is pretty zen about letting us play with hops and stuff. So, so it's not the same beer every year? I don't care to make it the same beer every year. Okay. So it's not ju- you're saying it's not just because you can't get the hops again or anything. You actually just want to make a new double IPA each year. You know, there's always, like, the new hop variety that, like, kind of intrigues you. I've got some German Polaris in this beer this year. You know, that's... Yeah. That, that hop caught my eye, so I, we were going to play with it. And it also has some... Um, I think it's pronounced Yarillo, J-A-R-R-Y-L-O. Okay. It has really cool, like, melon notes and stuff like that. You know, we just like to put fun hops in there. It's Hopocalypse, so it doesn't have to be the same thing every year, and nobody's going to call you out. Oh, I remember it last year. It was more, yeah, whatever, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and and maybe this is a dumb question, but do you then also have to change the, the malt bill and the gravity, or, or do you try to keep that the same and only change the hops? We keep the technical steps pretty much the same. You know, the IBUs are the same. Oh. Okay. Sort of the dry hop rate in terms of pounds per barrel are the same. The whirlpool rate, pounds per barrel are the same. But outside of that, I mean, we're not going to go crazy. Like next year, it's not going to be, oh, John made it with saws and Styrian Goldings. <laughs> okay. But every year, like, like there's cool new varieties coming out of like the USDA program. There's new varieties coming out of Steiner's been putting some really interesting hops out there. I feel obligated to play with them. Okay. Do you do some? It's. I feel like maybe there's a lot of pressure now around this beer because everybody loves it. Do you do uh, test batches or anything like that beforehand, or do you just kind of go for it? And that's apocalypse. If you know we're under construction right now, so I didn't get a chance to play with any test batches. I would prefer to do at least one test batch. Okay. Um, but you know what we do is sit down and we bring the whole staff in and we sit down and we crush the hops and we smell the hops and we just kind of like hedonically like say. I like this hop, I like this hop, I like this hop. Mm-hmm. And then we go from there, and we're like, well, let's make this beer with these hops that the entire staff is really fond of. Got it. And, of course, you, you have to decide which ones then go together well, too, or do you not yes. worry too much about that? Nah, I mean, to some extent, like, we, we'll, we'll rig the game to some extent. I'm not going to put, you know, the, Zaz isn't on the table. Yeah, okay. You know what I mean? Sure. So these are like, we, we tend to... Yeah, we will kind of route the people into, like, we want you to pick from these hops. Okay. Do you care what the bittering hop is? Is that part of the selection, too? Or do you kind of use something basic there and only worry about late edition? We've been pretty stuck on Warriors lately just because it's a very high alpha and loco humulone hop. So we don't have to use very much of the boil. I'm always concerned that, like... If you use a mid or, you know, mid coat, you know, a mid uh, alpha hop that you're going to boil too much, just, you know, hop matter and you get too much chlorophyll and just like off flavors from that. Okay. So we've been pretty, and, and frankly, we're looking at extracts and stuff like that for bittering moving forward. You are? Yes. That's interesting. And a lot of breweries are doing that now, right? Well, you know, you're also looking at wort loss. Okay. Because, you know, if you got to put 10 pounds of hops into a 15-barrel boil, you're probably looking at at least half a barrel, if not a full barrel of wort, just gone in that big hop pile. Wow. So it's an efficiency thing. Are extracts cheaper or, or more expensive? I don't want to say that I pay absolutely no attention to how much these things cost, but I absolutely pay no attention to how much these things cost. <laughs> okay, you just go for it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So even in the Hypocalypse, then you, you don't really you have your standard bittering hop that you probably use in a lot of, of yeah. your hobby beer. 
you just focus on the late edition when you guys are picking these new varieties. Absolutely. Okay. And we were really looking at the Whirlpool edition and the dry hop. Those are the two things that we're really looking at. And some hops, you know, they really respond better to the Whirlpool because they have some notes that will volatilize off in the heat. Like any, there's some hops out there that have some real onion garlic character out there. Mm-hmm. If you put them in the in the Whirlpool, a lot of that onion garlic goes away. Okay. Because that's like the first thing up the stack. Got it. Wouldn't dry hop with those hops. But Got it. some pretty, we have one that's a Steiner experimental called EXPO 7270. Horrible. You rub that between your hands, it's like some kind of combination of blue cheese and right. feet. <laughs> Do you ever wonder how these things make it to you? Like, wouldn't that, someone have caught that beforehand? Uh, you know, I think it mostly made it as a high alpha variety, but we just, okay. we, you know, we bought some to play with it, and we found that if you let the the really like tough notes go out, and you you like notice it when you rub it, like as you rub it, like the blue cheese and the feet and the sweaty Italian men kind of go away. <laughs> okay, and next thing you know, you're like, wow, this has got like grapefruit pith and like mango and stuff like that. So nice, yeah. So we we actually bought pretty deep into that hop. Okay. So I'm pretty sure I've tasted some commercial beers who didn't follow that philosophy, and I was <laughs> drinking onions and garlic. Oh, yeah. The old t- and and, and to, to, to some fairness, some people don't mind. Well, I think what happened with me, and, and my listeners know this because I'll, I'll complain about something for a year, and then the following year I'll talk about how I like the same thing I was complaining about the last year. Mm-hmm. I think what happens is sometimes people will use hops in, in maybe, I don't know the wrong way, but they haven't figured it out yet. Um, and I'm talking about things like cat piss or onions and stuff like that absolutely and then a year later i'll taste somebody at your, your several beers and people all tell me it's the same hop i had been complaining about and maybe just people figured out how to use them yeah or maybe you were wrong <laughs> except that a lot of times when i when i do the complaining here yeah. i also go do the same complaining at breweries and i talk to brewers about it and they love it they lo- no, they say the same thing yeah. they, they mention it also yeah. like for example like jeremy at, up at lagunitas i was complaining about simcoe for so long and he's a guy who was like well you're you're absolutely right about Simcoe, except that one was batch specific. And he was saying, I will sit here all day long smelling, you know, throwing away uh, batches of Simcoe, telling the, hmm. the hop supplier, I don't want that one. I don't want that one. I, that's the one I want. That one does not taste like cat piss. Uh, so I try to at least get some validation and not talk entirely out of my ass. <laughs> right. But well, I do think these things happen, right? Like you, people figure out how to use them. The, people figure out how to use them. But I will say the, the selection thing is key. Like 2015 was a bad year for hops up in Yakima. I, I flew up there five different times doing selection because they had a lot of heat spikes. Hmm. And there was garlic, onion, and hops that I've never smelled in hops before. Okay. So, like, I, I mean, we, we rejected multiple batches of citra this year that were really just not acceptable. Wow. So, I mean, there's that, and there's how you use them and how you pair them. You know, hops, single-variety hops are really fun, but sometimes it's nice to, you know, kind of build. Yeah. What is that? Gestalt, I think, is the word I'm looking for. I think that's exactly what I was thinking, John. Sweet. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's talk about one of these specifically. I think I've got the green. Got the green label in front of you. So that's a... So we're looking at primarily pretty pretty mellow body, um, very light caramel malt, two row, and a touch of wheat in there. Okay, um, nine point three percent, so high ABV. But I dry it out to about two point two Play-Doh. Okay, to try to you know try to take the sweetness down. Sure. Um, this is the beer we played with a Polaris in. 
Okay. That's in the Whirlpool. The Polaris is a kind of scary hop that smells sort of in your hand like the combination of a tire fire and overcooked cabbage. Okay. <laughs> but in the Whirlpool, it seems to turn into some fruity notes. Yeah. Um, we have some of that Urillo in there, which is a very new variety that we still are trying to figure out what the best thing to do with it is. But we thought it would be fun to put it in there. Okay. And then the dry hop is very, very um, Simcoe Mosaic heavy, Got which it. is kind of low-hanging fruit. It's almost easy. Like, oh, I put Simcoe Mosaic in there. You know, that's not hard. <laughs> yeah. And then we dress it up with some Cascade and Chinook on, on the sides because we wanted to give it sort of that kind of key, you know, like that very old-school American hop thing going on. Got it. With that description, it, it would sound to me like it would be really in my face with it, with a lot of hop spikes, like a lot of different mm. uh, bold uh, notes. But it's actually really kind of mellow and round, I feel. It like. is pretty round. and I, I feel like they kind of rounded each other out. It, I will say also it's not been the best year for mosaics. Oh, yeah. I, the, the 20, our, our selection on mosaics this year, we never saw a lot that really like blew our faces away. Like We've had previous years of mosaics where we're just like, that's our mosaic. And this year it was kind of like after three selections, we're like, that's our mosaic. <laughs> right. It didn't offend us. I don't know that I would have called out mosaic in this beer. Yeah. yeah. Right, exactly. And usually mosaic's a hop that people can just go. Yeah. I, that was me snapping my finger and making a cool pointing no, gesture. No, it's great radio, too. Yeah. <laughs> you do have a little camera here, so some people saw it. woo <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's usually one of those beers that, and, uh, that I can, hops that I can pick out, too. And right. I, I like Mosaic, like, like everybody else on the planet. Um, but, yeah, this one, is, it's just really mild. Uh, I love how dried out it is. Um, you know, I feel like maybe I had Apocalypse a couple years ago. I'm not a big double IPA fan. I went, uh, I don't know, it's just in my face. But this one's not in my face. I like it. Well, cool. Yeah, this is a good beer. What do you think, Tasty? Uh, it's great balance. Uh, it has a really good, like what I call middle palate, like middle swallow. It's got a big burst of hop flavor in there. Mm-hmm. Then it doesn't linger really bitter because they you know, used to have you know, a little cohumone uh, bittering hop. So it... Uh, Finishes uh, really quick. Okay. Ready for another sip. Yeah. And why'd you put the wheat in there? A little bit of head retention, a little bit of toast. Okay. It's one of the, uh, I put that in all my beers for the same reasons. You do? Yeah. Everything you make I, now. Some, I think it helps with clarity, frankly, too. It's weird. But, oh, yeah? yeah? Weird, right? Yeah. But true. I think Colin said that one time. There's a protein in there that helps clear the beer or something. You guys filter, though, right, John? Yes. Or, yeah, these as well, All everything. No, we do not filter everything. No? Um, we have some beers that are fine beers, even like some of the major releases. Uh, Forging Raccoon is not a filtered beer. Um, Black Label isn't filtered. Okay. Um, it, we're still kind of working it out. Our DE filter is actually about to go away. We have a centrifuge. Nice. Coming on. Yeah, right? And we're going to set turbidity standards for the different beers because some beers I want to have, like, less clear than mm-hmm. other beers, okay. which probably will piss some consumers off. But, you know, I mean, I'll keep 1,500 clear. I don't want to make people sad. But, Thank you for you that. Know, don't make us sad. Yeah. No. You can make us complain. Just don't make us sad. There you go. <laughs> well, you're the brewmaster. Make it the way you, know, you like it the best. We'll just judge you, not the we'll, beer. We'll make the best beer we can. There you go. Pretty much the whole industry is going away from DE filters, right? I mean, some people are going to keep them around for cost issues. It's what they have, but but nobody wants one of those anymore, right? No, nobody really wants one. They're, they're dissolved oxygen magnets. You know, we had to do a lot of modifications on our machine for to just try to keep the DOs down. Okay. Um, DE itself is carcinogenic, so you have to walk around with a big, you know, Darth Vader sort of face thing on your on your head. Yeah. 
just to use Which it. Which is kind of cool, but... It's fun. But... <laughs> <laughs> but over time... Yeah. Right. And so the centrifuge is now the new darling of... Uh, maybe not even new, uh, but the darling of filtering. Right? Well, they're making their way down price-wise. You know, 10 years ago, if I wanted to buy a centrifuge, I would have to be a minimum 100,000 barrel a year brewery to, like, make the justification. Now... You know, Magnolia has a centrifuge over in the city. Right. Like, they're they're starting to make the equipment smaller. It's like, it's a, I mean, that's the thing with all craft brewing, right? It's like they constantly figure out ways to make things smaller to catch up with us. So, sure. I got a question about centrifuges. Uh, I see some that are like, you know, little smaller ones, Mm -hmm. and they're mounted like on a cart, right? Like you can move it around, take it over to this. And I've seen others. Where they've dug like a foundation, like 25 feet deep. Those are the older ones. Is that the, yeah. And they're bigger, but I guess if they get out of balance, the thing will start marching through the brewery uh-huh. and tear the place up. Or oh, something. yeah, they're it's crazy, like a spinning man. top that won't stop. Yeah, right? have, you, have you seen the one out of Mendocino? That thing's like one of the old school ones. you got to like put on the jet engine <laughs> headphones. <laughs> it's crazy beans, man. Wow. I have heard that same thing, Tasty, that if they get out of balance. In fact, I, I was at Russian River once when he first got his, and he was about to fire it up for the first time, and he kind of Clear said, the yeah, he kind of was like, it's supposed to be in balance, but if it's not, We're shit's going to go wrong. <laughs> yes, wrong. <laughs> yeah, they go real fast. <laughs> Sierra has like a, a fucking bomb shelter built around theirs, I think. it's a, I mean, oh, ours is in its own room. It is, okay. Huh? Yeah. I would just have a, a guy with two growlers in each hand. <laughs> Just spin around in the center circle for like an hour, and then those are the two growlers that you're. That's your center. You're going to clear it out, out. Yeah. and then you get two more. Highly efficient. I mean, that come that on, would man. be Sam. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So another one I have in front of me is the red. I don't know. What, do we all have the red? Yeah, we all have red. Okay. So red label apocalypse. What's different about this one? So this is an expansion of the, you know, we kind of realized that apparently there are four horsemen of the apocalypse. Ah. I was not aware of this. I thought maybe it was like a metal band reference, but I'm not very <laughs> Probably cool. also is that by uh, now. Ho- hopefully so. Yeah. Anyway, one of them was red and one of them was white. So though we expanded the line out to do a red and a white F- for the red. We had a lot of back and forth about, well, what do we want Red Hopocalypse to be? Do we just want it to be a big imperial red? Well, I don't know. The staff wasn't really super embracing the big imperial red. Then we talked about, well, maybe we'll use some blood orange concentrate in there to get some of the red, and we'll pull some citrus notes out of the blood orange concentrate and marry it up with some of the hops in there. Hmm. So we kind of – and I mean, look, you guys are drinking a test batch of this as far as I'm concerned right really? now. Yeah. This is the fifth, first 15 – I've never brewed with blood orange concentrate, and I, I used to be the brewmaster at Dogfish, and I've brewed with some weird <laughs> shit. But, <laughs> but never – that's yeah, amazing. Yeah. Okay. So I – um. So we, you know, we kind of went both routes. We're like kind of imperial red, kind of blood orange. I'm going to probably, my marketing director's in the in the booth with me right now, and he yeah. probably has a dart gun ready loaded up to hit me in the neck when I talk shit about my own beer. But we've kind of felt like the caramel and the blood orange didn't really complement each other as well as we wanted to. I think it's a cool beer. I think it's a blood orange. You know, it, I think the orange... I wish the orange popped itself out more because, gosh, it was a pain in the ass to score this blood orange concentrate. Really? So having done that, moving forward, I'd probably tone the caramel malts down a little bit. But what we did, we are like, okay, we built an imperial red beer. We hit it with blood orange. And then I used every citric hop that I had, which was um, lemon drops, the old EXP 01210. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm a simple person. I was like, lemon drop. <laughs> Bavaria Mandarina, which oh, yeah. is well known as like the Tangerine Bomb, which is a cool hop 
um, out of Germany where they basically took Cascade and started regrowing it in Germany, and they sent it back to us. Very, very interesting hop. Okay. And threw some Amarillo at it, which I always feel like has some you know citric notes to it, too. Certainly. Yeah, so that's that's what we have in front of us now. I think it's a cool beer. Mm-hmm. Um, this you know, not, that was my first crack. This is not what was released on uh, on Saturday. Yes, this was released on this Saturday. Was. Yes. Uh, my the consensus I got after at the event was everybody loved this one the best. That's the cool. Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, we're. I wish the blood orange played a little harder in the um, in the final. Well, sometimes when something's there and you can't quite find it, it's probably maybe better than if it is there. It's sort of a background flavor that has character. Just because you can't like dial into it doesn't mean it isn't there. And uh, well, true. What would the beer be without it? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. And also, not that this isn't a good beer, but at a double IPA festival, which was your release, mm-hmm. sometimes just another flavor that stands out on the palate can be everybody's favorite yeah. because they've got a little palate right. fatigue already and they go, oh, this one has some toffee flavor to it. I really like that. Just because they can now pick out something else. Something other um, than I've just got blinding hops in my head. Yeah. So I agree with you that I wish I was tasting more of the citrus and blood orange, but I do really like the toffee character that I'm getting. You, you said caramel. I was trying yeah, to caramel, I was trying toffee. to pick it out. It was like a molasses toffee type thing. Um, but no, very cool malt. It's um, we get a lot of our caramel malts from Patagonia down in Chile. Really, and this is the um, Patagonia Especial 140. Okay, um, that's a really neat malt. And what percent did you use of that? Seven point two. Okay, and then what? A bunch of two row, obviously, or something. A bunch of two row, and that's it. One, just those two. Literally one bag of especial and a bunch of two row. Really? Yep. So the rest of that color came from the from the concentrate. Correct. And where you said it was tough to get. How do you get the blood orange concentrate? Uh, eventually, we figured out where um, Anderson Valley gets it for their goes. Okay. Because we were smart like that. Is it, I guess what I mean, is it domestic? Or do you have to have it imported? Yes, it's domestic. It is domestic. Okay. Yeah. And we just get a big drum of it? or I mean, how much is it, really? It comes in three-gallon, 30-pound pails. Okay. Yeah. Four pounds per barrel of the, uh, of the concentrate. I wonder if it's going to... I wonder if the citrus is going to show up a little bit later. I also think I didn't brighten it up enough with the hops. Those mandarinas are really tangerine but they're not bright. Okay. I see what you mean. So, you know, I like I said, I haven't brewed with mandarin, uh, with blood orange before. I like I, I, I learned a counterintuitive lesson at Dogfish Head. When you make a beer with weird shit in it, yeah. Make the beer be about the one weird thing in it. You know, build everything around it. Don't make it like some kind of pukey mess where okay. there's like six weird shits going on there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, Unless yeah. you're going to call it weird shits. Well, well and then, yeah, which, that's what I mean, do. that's probably fair, too. <laughs> what would that label look like? <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm about Artistic. to get started by my marketing director. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Brandon is in the studio. If Hi, Brandon. Hi. Uh, if you've heard the Drake's commercials uh, on the Brewing Network recently, not me. You, it was not Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, what do you think of this beer, Brett? Now I know John's making fun that you you know maybe you're going to poke no, no, him in no. the eye later, but what are your thoughts on the? On no, it's 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 super fun. I mean, I think the thing to keep in mind for all of us is that it's it's uh, the white label and the red label are still in development, you know. And mm-hmm. we decided rather than we we would tease the other two at Apocalypse Day, you know, and give them an opportunity to play around with it. Um, but they're still very much recipes in development. Yeah. So. Um, 
You know, I, I think it's a really fun start. I mean, I love to see recipes in development as long as people take it as that. And they were clear, like, hey, this is a 15-barrel test batch. We're just trying to get a feel for how this stuff works. Sure. For uh, that reason alone, I would recommend buying this beer yeah. so that you can check it out and then check out the development uh, next year. Yeah, I mean, you'll yeah. probably see another test batch. I mean, we're not going to actually put out a bottle of this until April, May. Oh, I see. Um, this one's draft only. Yeah, so this is draft only, and then the bottles will come out this spring. Okay. So I, I, I can almost guarantee you that once these guys are – I mean, they go off and they have conversation after conversation to develop beers and, you know, stuff that we don't see on our side of it. And, you know, then they end up giving up something amazing. Yeah. You know, so yeah. um, I have no doubt that what is in development will end up being something different, but amazing. So, but it is fun to see what's going on in the meanwhile. Sure. So. Yeah. I like tasting all of these things. All right. Why don't we do this? We're going to take a break. We've got uh, a couple more apocalypse beers to try. Plus we put some Drake's sour beer on tap tonight yes. too. Uh, that's something you guys have started to do in the barrel program. We have. Is to say, do you do that because you love sour beer or because you have to? That's what everybody is getting into right now. No, we love sour beer. Okay. I mean, we we really, as drinkers, we're pretty fond of it. As drinkers, yeah. Well, so are we. Uh, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a, a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk a little sour beer with Drake's and a little bit more about the other Apocalypse beers, too. And uh, learn from John as we go. 888-401-BEER if you want to call in and ask questions. Hang in there. It's the session. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Tampa Bay has become a great destination for craft beer lovers with more than 60 breweries and counting, like Cigar City, Tampa Bay, and Coppertail Brewing. One of the newest breweries is Four Stacks Brewing Company in Apollo Beach. Four Stacks believes that the West Coast can't have all the fun. So while we feature West Coast beer like Stone, Ballast Point, and Green Flash on tap, we also brew hopped up ales to our liking in the West Coast style, even as they're truly Florida. Come in and see for yourself. Four Stacks hosts monthly homebrew club meetings, bottle shares, and partners with local restaurants for free food delivery while you enjoy your pint in their new tap room. Stop by Four Stacks Brewing and support the greater Tampa Bay craft beer scene at a brand new community-oriented independent brewery four stacks brewing bringing the best of the west coast style and attitude four stacks brewing company in apollo beach florida that's it i've had it i am never putting hops in my beer again what why it's just too ridiculous insane prices stupid contracts high shipping costs crappy selection dude you need nico brew Nico Brew will rock your f***ing face right the f*** off your f***ing skull. $5 shipping to all 50 states, plus fantastic international rates get you low prices on Nico Brew's great selection of hops and more. Whether you're a home brewer, a pro brewer, or a homebrew shop owner, Nico Brew can get you the hops you need in increments big and small, single orders, spot buys, or full contracts. And there's only one place to join the uber-special Secret Elite. Elite Bare Bones Club, where you'll get the best deals anywhere. Holy shit. NicoBrew.com. N-I-K-O-B-R-E-W. NicoBrew, your bare bones buddy in the brewing business. 
know the three most important rules in brewing? Sanitation, sanitation, and sanitation. And no one does it better than Five Star Chemicals. Five Star knows sanitation. You can only sanitize clean equipment. And Five Star knows how to clean, too. For craft brewers and home brewers, Five Star has what you need to keep your fermenters, serving tanks, kegs and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer-spoiling bacteria. PBW, caustic, acid cleaners, star sand, Santa Clean, lubricants and defoamers, pH stabilizers, and more. Five Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses, and valves. And Five Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you have a cleaning problem, you need the Five Star Solution. Visit FiveStarChemicals.com or call 800-782-7019. 800-782-7019. And get the Five Star Treatment today. Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and the freshest ingredients backed by the best customer service in the business. Do you like to mash using efficient fly sparging but would like an easy way to heat your strike and sparge water? Enter the new Brewer's Edge Electric Mash Water Heater, a plug-in, anywhere, precisely controlled heater for strike and sparge water. Ditch the fumes and second burner and make mashing easy. Go to williamsbrewing.com today and browse their vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 4 p.m. Pacific Time weekdays ship the same day. Brewing is easy the Williams way. If you haven't heard, there's a completely new brand of brewing equipment. Kettles, burners, and accessories. Trustworthy, everyday gear that helps you forge and shape outstanding beer the way you want. It's called Anvil Brewing Equipment. Hi, I'm John Palmer. You may remember me from such self-help books as How to Brew, Brewing Classic Styles, Water, and the Brew Strong Podcast. I am very pleased to announce the debut of Anvil Brewing Equipment from Blickman Engineering. I have been working closely with them these past few years to develop products that combine the best of materials, features, and price point. Each of these products has been developed, tested, and reviewed to meet these ideals and bears the Palmer Brewing Solutions stamp of approval on the packaging. Anvil Brewing Equipment, inspired by Palmer, built by Blickman, and made for you. Check out anvilbrewing.com. Anvil. Durable. Reliable. Dependable. to the program thanks for sticking with us through the break there and supporting our sponsors uh we have a lot of great sponsors including drake's brewing company as a matter of fact a sponsor of this program as well as our winter brews festival every year and that's uh, super nice of them also don't forget about our new friends over at great fermentations you can go to greatfermentations.com right now and order some homebrew supplies they've got the largest catalog of blickman products on the web and 
provide same-day shipping on some of the main items, uh, whereas other vendors vendors can take up to three weeks, and they keep a bunch of it on hand. Staff, some of the best trained in using Blickman products. they got top-notch customer service. So go over to greatfermentations.com and thank them for becoming a new supporter of the Brewing Network. And believe it or not, I know some of you don't believe it, but without these sponsors, the Brewing Network does not exist. It may not exist soon without these, <laughs> without these sponsors. Even with these sponsors. Yeah, so uh, just keep in mind that uh, if you need supplies, make sure you go shop for our, uh, from our sponsors first. And if you go over to the uh, website, brewingnetwork.com, and click our sponsors link, you'll see logos from all of our sponsors. Oh, you we can, have that. You can check it out right there. I had there. no idea. You can click on the logo. You know, if you're looking for maybe where to find Drake's, you click on the Drake's logo. If you're looking for homebrew supplies, you click on the Great Fermentations logo. Or, uh, you know, uh, if you're looking for uh, chemical, to, to clean your equipment, you click on the Five Star Chemicals logo. All there. So support our sponsors because they've been doing it for us for a long time, and we need them. All right. So we still got Drake's in the studio with us. I'm now lining up all of the apocalypse. Oh, yeah. In front of me. Shit, beer. This is one of those nights where I don't want to have to drive home, but I think I have to drive home. I'm so afraid. I'm so I went out and ate a couple of pretzels well, just to kind of yeah. <laughs> tone it down a little bit. I'm sipping. John, the beer in my mm-hmm. left in my glass is not an indication of my enjoyment of the beer. It's an indication of I got a DUI 10 years ago already, so don't get another one. Don't they forget about it after 10 years? Actually, it's a lot longer than that, too. It's been fucking like... Fifteen, right? Or Fifteen something. years or yeah. more now. Well, did you change your name at least like a couple times since then? Yeah, that yeah. means I'm back to number one. I think. Yep. Ooh. <laughs> so I can go get one tonight. It's no big deal. <laughs> yeah. You, got, you, got you probably wouldn't even go to jail. Yeah. Well, now you're going to jail. We don't do that here. Public yeah. disclaimer: <laughs> Don't drink and drive. Bevo will be driving me home. Uh, all right. No, oh, he's he's here with Uber. Quickly, let's talk about the last two apocalypse. <laughs> And then I want to talk about malt liquor, believe it or not. <laughs> oh, we got to get into malt liquor. All right, last two hey. apocalypses you got out. You got the black label and the white label out since we started with green and red. The black label's been a yearly um, consistent thing. That's our triple IPA, although apparently it's now a quad as far as the market seems to fail. Really? Uh, is, is that what they te- is that what the I beer nerds know. come up and tell you? Yeah, well, I, we, we were pouring a lot of guest uh, double IPAs at the Hopocalypse Day on Saturday, and it seemed to anything that was over 12% was a quad, so uh, mm. we'll call it a quad now. Whatever, right, man. Whatever, whatever. Yeah, 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 quad. Yeah. Okay. Anywho, Black Label, we just you know beat the crap out of our yeast, try to get up 12.5%, and then try to hop it enough to keep up with the malt, which at 12.5% is really actually quite difficult. Uh, is that Cal Ale or something like oh, that? Oh, yeah, 001. Just good old Chico yeast. Yeah, we you know we pray to the tank, play music, sacrifice sheep. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you got to do. What it takes. Yeah, and it worked. Yes. You got it up there. Yep, we got, uh, I don't remember. Well, we started like 25 and change. Dropped it down to 3.0, which was nice. pretty pretty cool, yeah. man. Now, I, I know you're you're joking about all the things you had to do to, to make it do that. But did you really have to do – I mean, did you have to add sugar in the middle? Did you? Did, what did you have to do? No, to, nah, we just pitched the crap out of it. You did. Just a yeah. big pitch. <laughs> big then, pitch, a lot of O2. And what temperature uh, fermentation? We always knock out at 66. Okay. The next day, we go up to 70. After a couple of days, once it's about two thirds of the way through, we ramp it up to seventy-three. Wow. Okay. 
Uh, not free rise. You'll you'll control that. Yeah, that yeah. We cap up. it to seventy three, but we okay. let it eat, eat its way up to seventy three. I see, and then you just stop it there. Wow. Okay. Uh, we got Travis, another one of your brewers in the studio here. Travis right is now. the director of our barrel program. Since y'all going to be talking about sour beers moving forward, Travis, you did a barrel event with us about a year ago, right? Here at the Hopkerdine. Yes, I did. I thought so. All right, that was another successful event we had here yeah, with great beer. So you mentioned to me at the break that the black label is the one that will just sort of melt my face off. Or melt really, your face. Yeah, you're right. And this is the one people love because beer geeks want their faces melt off, melted off now. Apparently. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. What do you think of this one, Tasty? Do you like the melt-your-face-off style? Uh, which uh, one is that? The, quad, the, the black label. The, the, the darker one? Yep, that's the one. Yeah. And you too, Doc. I'm is curious. that three or four? I got one, uh, two, four. three, four. That's going to be four. All the oh, way on the right. That, the melon just comes out. Just oh, yeah. Very oh, my God. Yeah. And if I'm drinking a, uh, or even brewing a IPA that he makes me brew, uh I really, I, I really try for the the melon and the stone fruits. Okay, uh, more than even the citrus and, and wow. Well, three hops, three three primary hops in this beer. You know, warriors for bitterness and some uh, extract, just because the amount of warriors I would have to put in the kettle to get those. <laughs> items, yeah, right, or ludicrous. Mm. So a little bit of some extract and some warrior, and then it's Simcoe, Amarillo, and El Dorado. Okay, no, this this is it's. That fruit just just comes straight through. It's like uh, peach pie. It's a good combo. I think that little glass right there would do me in. No, yeah, that, that little strong. glass is pretty. What do you serve them in, like at the at the brewery or at the at the event? Just little glass. I mean, you don't give pints of this. No. Uh, <laughs> eight ounce glasses, maybe something like that. Yeah, I think we had eight ounce glasses. That we were pouring to like six. Yeah. Did you run this through the lab? How many IBUs did this come out? This came out at 92. Oh, wait, I'm supposed to say hundreds of IBUs. So many IBUs. I wouldn't believe you if you said that. All of the IBUs. We can't test that high. 92. That's great. That's a lot of uh, hop body. Did you do more than just like the early and the very late edition? Did you do any middle editions? No, we're... You're um, just strictly a one and a two. We are are a one and a two and a dry. Mm -hmm. That's good. Hmm. And is the dry hop the same combination as the Whirlpool? Whirlpool was just Simcoe Amarillo. The dry hop is Simcoe Amarillo El Dorado. Okay. So we're going about two pounds per barrel in the Whirlpool, which is fairly not good for a covering wort. And then about four and a half pounds per barrel total of the Simcoe Amarillo El Dorado in the dry hop. Got it. Okay. In terms of IBU contribution, what do, what do you think uh, in terms of the number of your 92 IBUs that you think you got out of the Whirlpool? I'd probably say about 15, 17. 15, 17, something yeah. under, under 20 or so? Yeah, I don't think we get that much because by the time we finish that transfer, we're down to about 180, so I don't think we're getting that much isomerization. All right, well, by formula, and, and what did what did you put in in terms of like the initial uh, hopping, the, the extract and the warrior? How many abuse was that by formula? Oh, by been. formula, it was over 100, but oh. we, never, oh. we never expect to get that. That's right. just jibber-jab on paper that people like to write down. Do you instead have a formula that says, "All right, if we if if the formula says 160, we're going to land at like 90"? Like, have you sort of figured that out, or you don't even care? Mm, a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B on that question. Okay, got it. 
Because that is something, when we started this show, right, 10 years ago, everybody would always talk about that. Oh, it's 179 IBUs. Yeah, because nobody was testing it. They it, were just, it wasn't being tested It, it was all in, in the, the software. Yeah. And we would talk about how maybe your palate can't perceive. Uh, that's how I think always been known. that you. But but we nobody was testing anything. Yeah. So we would never talk about the actual, you know, it was only a few years later, I think, when Maybe we had Sierra on or something. That they, were, that they were like, oh, yeah, we tested it. Yeah, you guys are all you're stupid. I mean, let's be clear. I think if I put 50 IBUs in a Budweiser, it would be more bitter than this. Yeah. Just perceptibly. Yep, sure. That makes sense. Oh, there's a bunch of malt behind this thing. Yeah. yeah. This is a big beer. Yeah. So what, what, what do you think your point is that um, when you just – we're not tasting it anymore. You're 90, 100, 120. It was like it gets to be a moot point. Yeah. No matter I, how much malt you have, we're not tasting it anymore after – 95, 100. That, that's sort of my feeling, too. I mean, I've seen those numbers come out of labs, and it just starts to really just, just be a number. Yeah. It's, not a, it's not a palate thing. It's just a number. Mm-hmm. So do you think that number is somewhere in the 90s that we stop noticing the difference? Or you're not? You that's about sort of my feeling, okay. but, yeah. you know, well, yeah. I'm, I'm agnostic. <laughs> so I... <laughs> I never actually even ask about IBUs anymore. I don't look at it on the board. Because right. it's all relative. It's a non-issue. It's all relative. Yeah, it's a, yeah I look at the uh, ABV, because yeah. I am always curious about that. And I look at whatever the beer style, you know, the, the, whatever description <laughs> they put up there. Um, and then I'll just ask for a taster, right? And it's I'm just going to let my palate tell me if it's a hoppy beer that I like or I don't like. I don't, I honestly, I don't think I've looked at IBUs in a long, long time. Well, yeah. well John's really to the point. It, it can say up there how many IBUs it is, but yeah. he puts the, you know in a, a little that, bit in, in a, a Budweiser, and you're really good to taste it. Yeah, yeah. And you put it in this, and it's like, eh, it's yeah. the same thing. So it, it's all really relative. So unless you're really a beer geek, yeah, and you kind of can balance that stuff already in your head. Sure. Eh. It's kind of like yeah. with the session IPA style, which I really enjoy. Um, I'm not going to lie. I think it's kind of a gimmick, but I also really enjoy it. Every time I try one, I'm like, that's my kind of beer because it's a uh, hop-flavored pale ale. It's very you know, uh, hop-forward but not bitter-forward and things like that. And I swear I, w- I will never look at an IBU on a session IPA. <laughs> I, cause I, it's not even a style. If I look at the right. IBUs, I'll go, well, that's not an IPA. That's a <laughs> right. right. And then you hate everything, and then you turn into me, <laughs> right. and it's fine. Yeah, so I just taste it for the hot. If it's if it's hot forward like I like, and, and yeah. you know. Anyway. All right. I, I've already tasted the white now. Is that our last one? The, the, White's the last one. And I don't know if it's that the black melted my face <laughs> or that it's actually my favorite, but so far this one's my favorite. Um, We're very big on the white. We love the white. Okay. That, this is last last year we brewed this as abominably jolly. Okay. So for the people who remember abominably jolly, this is it. We refocused it. We were. Uh, not allowed to call it abominably jolly due to another brewery who has an abominable ale and got um, oh, okay. Right? You know how this shit works. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, but it's it, crowded. It's, so white IPA. Uh, primary grist is German Pilsner malt, wheat malt, a little bit of rye, a mm. little bit of domestic two row, mm. no nothing else. So it's all base malt. This is why I like it. And the hops are very international. We have New Zealand Matwika in there. We have uh, German Bavaria Mandarina in there, Amarillo in there, Hallertau Blanc in there. Okay. So, you know, it's it's um 
Kind of sexy, kind of fruity. Yeah. That's a crazy combination of things there. Uh-huh. JP, have you tried this one yet? I have, yeah. I want to know your opinion on this beer. I like beers that uh, are, are hoppy, and then but made with Pilsner malts and, and, and things that, you know, maybe a little less traditional. Yep. So I think that's a nice combination you chose. Uh, I didn't even know what Manitowica was until a few months ago. Someone came on and gave us a beer with it, and well, yeah. maybe Nate even or something. Well, it's on the Making a Murder on Netflix. That's Manitowica. That's, that's right. That's, the that's city of the Manitowica. Guy. You're right. right. I thought it was one of those. Indians from the past. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> not from the future. Oh, oh no. my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I just want you to know that we're laughing at you. Oh, no, no, no. I was going to stay on the coin, but... Oh, Jesus Christ. All right. What do you think of this beer, JP? I don't know. <laughs> Doc blew my brain out. What, what do you think about Indians from the past? Oh, one of those Indians from the past. Uh, I like it. I think, uh, I think that, that it's not as, uh, as uh, you know, malt sweet mm-hmm. um, as the other three. Uh, and I think that kind of, in my opinion, there's more of firm bitterness. There's more, it's more bitter to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it uh, it comes through quite nicely. Well, it's I was only, it's only eight point four percent, so there's not as much alcohol to fight with, not quite as much hop goo. But I think, okay. you know, I do think you get some cut from the rye, yeah, which helps. Yeah, a little spice there, yeah. or something for sure. Well, first of all, John, never use only an eight point four in the, <laughs> in the same. Uh, you can, you can it, say that around me. Only in the context of these four. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right about that. <laughs> so, uh, JB, I was going to say the same thing that this one has a more uh, a firm bitterness, which yeah. is usually the thing that'll make me go, ah, I don't really like this one. But but if, but considering the style, yeah. Um, I think it. I think it, uh, it. It fits, and it makes it a little more like I think what you're looking for when you reach for a double IPA. Yeah, in my opinion, um, is that is that that firm hop? There's a there's a line there. You know what I mean? It, it doesn't. It's not. Um, I don't know. People say like balanced. You know, people like to use the word balanced in beers where it's like, oh, the the, the bitterness kind of runs into the malt and it's kind of all just kind of smooth and mellow. And sometimes I like a differentiation. Yeah. And I think this beer has that. A little spike. Yeah. Just like boom, boom. That's what it is. I also think that the I'm getting the citrus character in this one mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. I want in your green label uh, right. beer. Like almost that that was the bright when you were talking about that kind of brighter citrus, the one that stood out. That's in in this beer, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, that's probably the Amarillo's bringing that to the party. But, okay. but you know, some of the, I mean, it's a it's a very cool hop blend. Mm-hmm. I mean, those are just like some weird hops we own very small quantities of, and they all come together in this beer. Yeah, that's well, a good. Beer. I was tasting this thing. The first thing is like, what the hell is that? What the hell is that? I'm a malt guy, so. As soon as you told me the malt bill, it was the rye. Uh-huh. I was like, God, I couldn't. I just, what, what uh, is that? Yeah. And it, it was it was the rye. And it's a very cool rye. It's a um, we get it from. It, it's from England, and it's a it is a malted rye that's been flaked. And it, it, I've never gotten as much. You know, I've had malted <laughs> rye before. I've had flaked rye before. Mm-hmm. But these these malted rye flakes from muttons are freaking amazing, and I've never really had anything quite like that before. I haven't either. It's just That's the whole thing that came out to me in this one. I went right past the hops, and it was, what yeah. is that? What is that? I've tasted the third time. I'm like, just driving me nuts. What is that? Wow. And, and you're right. It's the rye, but it's not the normal spicy rye that you yeah. normally get. It's it, Yeah, I wouldn't call this a spicy beer. No, no, no. no there's that. It was a malty flavor that I couldn't. Even put my finger on. Yeah. You might so, have to get your hands on some of that malt. It's incredible. Try it's, it out. It really it's is. Cool malt. 
eh, hit us up, man. We're going to buy a bunch for uh, Romaco when we bring hey, it Come over with a couple of shovels and you know, yeah, yeah, a yeah. wheelbarrow. I'll, I'll, just, I'll, just, I'll, just, I'll just drop a bag in front of the forklift, and it'll be damaged. Um, <laughs> nice. Thank you, John. <laughs> All right. Before we get on to barrels, we might have to take a, uh, a break after this next beer so that we can go get some of the barrel stuff in our glasses, and we can talk to Travis about that. But... Let's talk malt liquor first. Malt liquor. And I'm so stoked that you're here tonight, Doc. Because, oh, God, uh, yeah. I know you like to make a malt liquor. You bring it to Burning Man every year. Well, I, I always wanted to make one for a long time because it tastes like crap. And yeah. I always wanted to make one that and you like making crap. Didn't, didn't taste like crap. <laughs> it didn't. I wanted to have, have something really high alcohol, something yellow, something people go, oh, can I have some? Yeah. <laughs> Take yes. that. Bam. When it's hot out. Yeah, and they're just slamming it down, and then they're done. But, <laughs> it's his uh, roofie? Is that what you're it's just... a, Yeah, it's, like, it's, it's, it's my malt roofie. Um, you can make a really good one. Yes. And I just... I, I, and you have. You've won awards. Didn't you win yeah, something with your yeah, malt liquor? Yeah. Okay. So why did Drake's decide to make a, a malt liquor? Because it is. It, it almost seems like you're making. You're just poking fun. Oh, to some extent, we are poking fun. Absolutely. You know, we. But it's fun for us. You know, I mean, the brewers were drinking the crap out of malt liquor yesterday at Hop, or Saturday at Hopocalypse <laughs> Day because it nice. was fun. Yeah. Um. You know, we made this last year as a collab beer with Beechwood. Okay. And fortunately, Julian has a good sense of humor too. Yeah. And, and my marketing department didn't have a good sense of humor. Really? They were really sad. Not, not branded. Not branded. Not branded. Okay. They were really sad that we were making them all liquor. And the only Why? Th- Why? Was it Because it, it seemed like against everything that we're about. And I'm this just is like, craft hey, beer. Oh, yeah, okay. this yeah. isn't craft beer. Okay. So to make sure it was craft beer, you know, it's 40% six row. Okay. 40% bohemian floor malted Pilsner malt from Wireman. Okay. 20% corn to bag of dextrose. Wow. Okay. Uh, yeah. I think that's what makes it craft beer. The longer the name of the ingredient. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. got to put your pinky and up. And the pinky yeah. up as you're describing pinky. them. Right. Yeah. Not, not your dad's malt liquor. <laughs> And then we had this like brutal release party of merchants last year where we had like a couple oh, yeah. of yeah, oh that was great. Which is a shit local show. dive bar. Uh huh, local dive bar down in Jack London what? Square. One of the few places left that have the um the piss trough in front of the bar. Uh wait, what do you mean in front of the bar? No, I was just talking about uh, that the other day and I couldn't remember the place that still had them. It's uh, not functional, is it? I would well, like to it's frowned upon. <laughs> yeah, no comment, man. Okay. <laughs> just don't make a lot of noise. Fair yeah. So, wow. you know, we, we brought, we like, we actually, like, took a firkin and we filled it 90% with malt liquor and 10% with orange juice and sent the brass monkey firkin down to this thing, kicked through two kegs of it. It was great. People liked it. And, you know, if you got, like, hot palate fatigue or anything like that, and if you have to be a beer nerd and be sad, I will say this is an American Imperial Hellas. Okay. <laughs> Hell wow. yeah. That's a yeah. twist. The Bevo's loving it back there. It's so good. You're white trash. See? Don't Hello. you judge me. <laughs> it actually does taste a lot like a Hellas. Right. But What do you know you what know, a Hellas tastes like? Hellas, I'm, that's good. She lives in a trailer park. She knows a lot about that. I don't live in a trailer Okay, but this Not has... The, now, the a Brass Monkey has, has OJ in it. Yes. Okay. Five ten percent orange juice. Hello it's, not, it's not that specific but the growler i brought with us is probably five and a half percent orange juice okay and um Mm -hmm. it's a brass monkey it's a full-on brass monkey it is a brass monkey it's better than a shandy i'll tell you that it is better than a shandy (laughs) you're the only one i know that drinks you drink shandies i you're not my friend anymore I had some Aww. Brits in here the other night asking us if we had shandies. Yeah. Uh, like, no, we don't really do that here. 
If I had Brass Monkey, I'd have given him that. See, we'll be happy to send you a keg of malt liquor. There's very little of it because we put most of it into barrels. And Travis wasn't sad about it, unlike some of the barrels that I've sent his way. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you telling me that not only did you make a malt liquor, but then you put most of it, not just some of it, (laughs) but most of it into barrels? It's in two Mosswood whiskey (laughs) barrels and two High West rye barrels. For release next year, barrel aged malt liquor. Travis, I'm gonna need to be there for that. If it didn't have enough liquor in it before, oh, I'm there. (laughs) Bump it up a little. I'll be your date doc. Can we can we drive the the motorhome out? (laughs) Yeah, Travis, is that a total crapshoot, or do you think it might actually do something good to the beer? I'm gonna have to pay attention to it. Um, We we aged another low ABV beer. Um, When I talking low ABV as far as barrels, I'm talking you know anything under. Nine. Seven. <laughs> Nine. Okay. Nine. Um, we do our uh, rye robustito, mm-hmm. um, and I just uh, keep close tabs on that one. So we pull it out three months, four months. So I'm going to probably pull this one out pretty soon, and we'll sit on it. But yeah. just depending barrels- on how it's tasting, how much oxidation it's getting. The barrels that you put it in had been used before for beer? Uh, yeah, so two of the barrels, kind of an interesting story. We do a little uh, trade with uh, Mosswood out of Berkeley. Mm-hmm. Um, I give them sour beer barrels, and they finish whiskey in them, and then they send them back to me. So Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I guess I'm asking that, too, because I, I, I'm feeling like if they were fresher wood, like too much oak or something, too much wood flavor in the malt liquor might not go well. But maybe if there's some of the other flavors, of course, that come out of barrels. Yeah, so there's yeah the two different barrels, and I wanted to do that just so that, yeah, we didn't get too much oak impact. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are pretty oak neutral, and the spirit that was in them before, that Mosswood, uh, is kind of a very light corn whiskey. Okay. So it doesn't have a whole lot of oak flavor. But you are going to get some whiskey flavor. Well, the corn whiskey. Into the malt liquor. That's going to be interesting. The corn whiskey and the malt liquor are kind of like that. (laughs) They're like like brothers and sisters. Wow. Uh, It's like a double wide. Wow. (laughs) They're just match made and have a Bevo and a double wide. (laughs) That's... uh, You can name it that if you want. We'll give it to you. Um, I'm curious to try that. You can license it. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't, I don't think I'm going to like it, but I'm so curious to try I it. I don't know if I'm going to like it, but it should be interesting. Yeah. You know, it, it could surprise us. We, I pretty I've never much done it before. guarantee you that I'm going to like oh, yeah. it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Vivo is definitely going to like it. No, it should be good. We'll like the idea of it, for sure. You'll never you'll never know if something's cool until you try it. Right? You're right about that. I mean, that. if it's a c- complete crap show, then you guys won't get to try it, because yeah. we yeah. will dump we, the shit out of it. We won't send out bad beer, so. That's why JP and I made out last night. We, you're never going to know if it's cool unless you give it a go. <laughs> That's right true. Yeah. Huh. yeah. So on that note, <laughs> on Sunday night. Um, well, that it was right, also our you're number three on the list. It was what also our, malt liquor? our four year anniversary. It so. was our yeah, yeah. So we had to try again. Right. <laughs> what high west barrels are you using? Uh, from the chat. So these ones are uh, high west rye whiskey barrels. Excellent. Okay. Uh, Which we're only able to get because Lagunitas passed on them because the barrel market's a crap show out there. Really, all the big guys have like scooped up all the barrels. You can't get, you can't even look at a Van Winkle barrel because Sierra oh, owns wow. all of them. Oh, probably. Wow. The only reason we can get uh, the High West is because Lagunitas passed on them. They have a primary contract with High West. And they have a big contract. Yeah, big yeah. contract. And otherwise, it's a bunch of people fighting for like overpriced Jack Daniel barrels and just wow. butt Heaven Hill, right? right. Yeah. God bless Lagunitas. Yeah. So, what's the yeah. use before you guys? Get them out there. They're doing a two runs, one run, and giving them to you. 
You don't know? I'm not exactly sure. Most of what we get is uh, two-year rye whiskey barrels. Okay. Um, and then we do get some seven-year, and we try and get some bourbon barrels, which are usually four-year or so. Yeah, So, but they're single-use? I know? believe they're single-use, yeah. You look at me like you're adopting a stray dog. <laughs> you are like a stray dog, Doc. <laughs> Everybody Aww. knows that. It's good like with But, you know, yeah, it just kind of comes down to how much of that barrel they're going to get or what was in it beforehand. Yeah. My understanding is High West that is one pass, and then, and okay, then, awesome. then they're off to the yeah. races. Yeah, those two-year rye whiskey barrels, we get a ton of new oak out of them. Um, they still have a lot left in them. So. Mm. Oh, good. Yeah. And with everything's so popular now. Once the barrel gets popular, now you can't find barrels. It's like you have to anticipate the next thing, which I think is clay pots. Well, I think what clay ooh. pots are going to be big? Well, the next thing is what uh, they're talking about. How, how he uses it, he gives it to them. Yeah, they give it back. Well, that's what'll have it, right? If so, Sierra bought up all those things, and then they'll get they'll throw them to somebody else, and someone else will figure out. But you watch clay pots, tasty. Mm-hmm. Am I right? Uh, I'm thinking about it like a zymatic of oak uh, barrel character adding, you know, like a uh, just a way another to, way to do it, you know, another, another way, way to, to skin impart that cat. flavor, yeah, yeah, yeah. some like other micro oxygenation kind of thing, or okay, some way to other way to do it in stainless, maybe. Yeah, that sounds much smarter than clay pots. We are doing yeah. more of a stainless, cool, um, and we have actually scored some Utopias barrels. So I guess in terms of nice. breweries kicking stuff down, <laughs> but those those are far, few and far between at best. Yeah, yeah we get some interesting things. Uh, you know, being so close to wine country, I, I do as much as I can in wine sure. and port and, you know, things like that. But Okay. Well, why don't we do this since we're starting to talk about all these barrels and uh, we mentioned some sour beer a little bit earlier. Let's take a quick break. Uh, we'll get a couple of the beers we have on tap from Drake's that are either sour or in barrels in our glasses. And we'll come back and Travis can talk to us about those. I'm not letting you go yet either, John, if you don't mind. Uh, stick with us. We're talking more with Drake's uh, 888-401-BEER if you want to ask questions or hit the chat button on the homepage. Hang in there. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Brewcasters on The Brewing Network. For more than 20 years, White Labs has collected yeast strains from around the world and kept them locked away. Until now. Through the Yeast Vault, they are now releasing new, creative, and unique strains. Most have never been used in commercial products. Some have names you can barely pronounce. And all are uniquely White Labs in quality and performance. Now they're giving you the opportunity to unlock the vault. Here's how it works. Pick the yeast you want from the vault. As soon as 500 people have chosen that yeast, your card will be charged and your yeast will go into production. A short time later, a fresh White Labs Pure Pitch package will show up at your door, ready to make the beer you've always wanted to brew. For the first time, White Labs is letting you into their secret yeast vault, unlocking access to hundreds of strains never available before. Join the White Labs Customer Club for first access to the vault. 
With over 20 years of experience making world-class craft beer and more than 100 gold medals in international competitions, Moylan's Brewing Company is not just a pretty face in craft beer. Just ask Brendan Moylan. What do we got here? The beer of the hour. Moylan's, gotta love that big M. It's like a sign of awesomeness. It's got an extra kick to it. Let's pour this bad boy. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, Moylan's. The end of the night when the kids are finally in bed, the wife's in bed, <laughs> nobody's bothering your ass anymore. That's Moylan's time. Moylan's is for you. Yeah! It's to help you out. Yeah. It helps me out. What? Well, because it's freaking awesome. Northern California brewed. It's brewed with love. With love? Oh, yeah. Tremendous. And it's always best where? Moylan's. got to try it on tap at Moylan's. In Novato. They're friggin' awesome. Not only because I own the brewery, because I love the beer. Cheers! Boom! Kilt Lifter Scotch Ale takes big beers to a whole new level with rich malt balanced perfectly with delicate hops and now comes in four-pack tall boy cans so you can take the party on the go. Or come to the brewery, take a tour, and try any of Moylan's fresh creations right from the source. Check them out at Moylan's.com. A few things happened 30 years ago. ARPANET migrated to TCPIP, and the Internet was born. Revenge of the Jedi was renamed Return of the Jedi and opened in theaters. Mila Kunis and Emily Blunt were born, beginning a rad fantasy in my mind. But all of that pales next to the fact that HopTech opened its doors and began blowing homebrewers right out of their mash tuns. HopTech doesn't fuck around. Real people shipping awesome shit straight to you. Their new website is fast and easy to navigate. Or just call 800-379-4677 and let badass bitch Jade and the gadget guy Roberto blow their warm load of customer service all over you. So visit the site or visit the store in Dublin, California and support those that support you. Get your brewing on at hoptech.com. Three-time Ninkasi Award winner and Grandmaster Judge Gordon Strong invites you on a guided journey of what's new in the world of homebrewing. Modern homebrew recipes, exploring styles, and contemporary techniques available now from Brewers Publications. Gordon brings you specific advice and sensory profiles for as-brewed, award-winning beers with delicious variations to get your creative juices flowing. This is more than just a book of recipes. It sets brewers on the path to discovering what's new in the world of homebrewing. AHA director Gary Glass says, if you want to enter competitions or just learn more about styles that you might not have experience with, this book is going to help you tremendously. By emulating what Gordon does, you're going to make better beer. Modern homebrew recipes, exploring styles and contemporary techniques by Gordon Strong. Available right now from BrewersPublications.com and find brewing retailers near you. When I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it, too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for every beer style. I want a Cicerone. The Cicerone Certification Program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerones know beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone Program. Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerones are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a Certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious. Cicerone 
grounds are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. You're listening to The Brewing Network. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. All right, boys and girls, thanks for sticking with us. We still got Drake's in the studio and a little bit left to do tasting some of their beer. I want to remind you about the Beersmith Brewing Software. Our good friend Brad over there at Beersmith just does a great job in that. It's the best brewing software on the market. But uh, as always, you don't have to take my word for it because you get a free 21-day trial. Just go to Beersmith.com, click the free 21-day trial button. Check it out. It works on PC or Mac. And I promise you, you're going to like it. But, you know, if you don't, you didn't lose anything. You know, no skin off my back. But you're going to love it. It's uh, the only up-to-date homebrewing software out there. I know a whole bunch of professionals that come into the studio that also use it. And uh, it does everything you need it to do, and probably more. Go check it out, beersmith.com. All right. We're still hanging out with Drake's, and we got Travis, uh, their barrel manager in the studio with us, who brought us a couple of good beers. I changed one of the beers we wanted to try the last minute because he told me he had a a session barrel-aged beer, so we're going to talk about that one. But... Let's talk about the the sour beer first. What's this one called, Travis? It's called Unholy Alliance, and it's our uh, Viognier grape sour beer. Okay, uh, and is that where's that grape from? The Viognier grape. Do we know? I'm not exactly sure um, what vineyard it comes from. Um, I'm getting it from my buddy Matt Smith over at uh, Rockwall Cellars over in Alameda. Okay, um, I do a lot of barrel trades with him and stuff like that. So this is a just really lightly pressed. Um, Viognier grape, mm-hmm. so they do the first runnings off of it, and they just barely press it because they don't want to get, they don't want to extract too much tannin out of the skin. Okay, um, and so there's a lot of sugar left in those grapes. I see. So I pull that sugar out, and uh, yeah, this and is an awesome. Oh my god, this it's is, really good. Isn't that yeah. nice? Oh jeez. It's, it's, oh jeez! Oh, oh for God. Christ's love! <laughs> you will get punched in the alley, and I have a knife wow. too. We don't have an alley. Well, there's you one around here somewhere. I will build one. They won't even punch your body with a knife. Yeah. Um, the grapes really come through really well in this. Yeah. And Again, it's more, it's more than the grapes too. It's, it's not more. It's really and great. it's not overly like acidic. It's not, but it is sour. But it's, but you're right. It's not the uh, the vinegar sour. Yeah, it's not. Oh. Yeah, it's not vinegar sour, and it's really not uh, overly acidic, where it's just uh, Berliner Weiss kind of acidic either. And and uh, it, it really rounds it out with the grapes. Mm-hmm. It really does. Well, that's one of the great things about the sour blend that Travis put together, is we really try to repress the acetic. <laughs> you know, I don't... I don't want vinegar beers for the sour. Mm-hmm. Um, those are accidents. You know, we really try to, like, promote the lacto. You're always needed a little acetic, and, like, in a wild fermentation. But our sour blend is is primarily lactic. And that's a softer sour, more citric sour, and, frankly, more enjoyable. And this isn't yeah. even overly lactic either. No. It's there, though. It's actually— it, it, That's what it really adds to the sourness, but it's not— yeah, it's just the kind of lactic that I that I really enjoy. It's kind of like drinking a Sauvignon Blanc— with uh, with some lactic in there, you know, like the it's, thing that a winery would hate very, to have happen. Very <laughs> and yeah. I'm kind of like, no, you should sell that. Yeah. Don't dump out those <laughs> barrels, wineries. Sell that. Um, I really like this beer. It's been wonderful. Tell us a bit about the base uh, beer and the bases are uh, 
basically a standard uh, blonde sour. Um, okay. And we use it for for most of our fruit beers, um, and it's uh, our our Bready Davis eyes. If you've ever had that beer, it's our. You okay, know, one of our larger <laughs> sour brands. So it's not your standard uh, Drake's because you sell a Drake's Blonde, right? One of your core brands. Yes. So, you guys have, so it's not that. It's a different. It isn't. Okay. Um, yeah, we used to we used to age more of the Blonde and the Hef, and believe it or not, uh, they usually do okay in barrel. Mm. Um, we can usually get them to sour, and they usually come out uh, pretty decent. Um, but most of the beers that we're Brewing now are a specific um, a specific recipe for for sour. Okay, yeah. and is that uh, so? If you're doing it specifically for this, do you ferment it with Saccharomyces yeast and then uh, put in different things in the barrel, or do you ferment with with things like brat or lacto? And um, we do it a couple different ways, but primarily we uh, ferment our beers with a lager strain. Okay. And then, so we use a you know use the lager strain. It leaves a little bit more sugar, a little bit more residuals in there. And then we will, um, I'll take it. I'll I'll put it in barrels and and sour it from there. So. Okay. And Travis, do you- Travis would be a little kind right here. Frankly, those sour base beers are, are are freaking nightmares as far as beers go. Really, we mash them as hot as humanly possible. Like we, what? What are we talking here? Uh, well, for us, that's for, like... For, one, our, for our brew house. Yeah, for our sad brew house, but 158 to 160. Okay. So we're trying to get as many, like, big chain starches into the beer, and then we throw lager yeast at it at a high temperature, and then we, we abbreviate the fermentation so it throws a lot of diacetyl. Okay. So basically... Horrible, horrible, horrible beers. beer. Yeah, why, yeah. Why do you do that? Is that for speed, or...? Because it works well in what he's trying to do over here. In I side. see. So I, I think it's really funny that, like... How the hell did you figure that out? You're like, hey, let's just do everything wrong real quick, and then we'll see if it works well in the beer later? Travis is hella smart. <laughs> <laughs> well, the bugs well, eat all that crap. They love it. That's, uh... Yeah, they love it, right? Um, yeah, it's kind of one of those things. Uh, you know, standard... If you were to leave your wort out, you're not going to get a complete fermentation, Right. Okay. Um, if you were to do, yeah, basically a natural inoculation, um, just catching the bugs from there, you're not going to get uh, enough yeast in there to do a complete fermentation. Okay. It's a it's a long, long process where it, you know, that'll usually the primary fermentation will take two months or so. so it's underpitched, essentially. Yeah, it's really very underpitched, right. and although you know, it gives a lot more time for the bugs to grow. So okay, but still. You're saying that they love the long-chain sugars, so that's why you create them with a high mash. And they love, did you say it's diacetyl that's left in, in that uh, fermentation? Bugs love butter. And so is that another thing that you've just found that gives them something to eat and, and produces uh, enjoyable flavors? They don't mind it, right? Uh, Brett's real good at cleaning up butter. so Okay. Any, you know, anything that's in there, the bread will clean it up. Um, the bread does uh, interesting things with, you know, hops, uh, you know, diacetyl, um, you know, other and the other phenol, injections themselves. So. Yeah. So when this so this comes out of that, so whatever lager yeast, and then you, you put it into the barrels, and then you'll add brett, and in this case, lactobacillus, in this beer too, or yeah. What? So we're using. Uh, I don't know. I like to be a little bit more organic about the the cultures that we're using. So. Um, They've been built up um, over a over 
you know, generations and generations of beers. Cool. Um, and we just, you know, pick which ones taste good, and we pitch that. Um, but, yeah, this one's, you know, there's a, it's, it's a mixed fermentation. There's everything is in there. It's okay. lacto, pedio, uh, several kinds of bread. Okay. They came out of a previous beer and that you've been storing. And, yes. Okay. Yeah. So you guys use, uh, do you use the barrel again, and do you have to repitch the bugs, or do you just deal with what's in there already? Uh, yes, we, we reuse most of our sour barrels, um, and what I try and do is I have barrels, um, usually larger format barrels, punch-ins, stuff like that, mm-hmm. and that's where I, I keep our cultures, um, and so I'll inoculate from either one of those larger barrels or when I'm um, racking a beer into barrels, um, I'll have a specific culture um, in other barrels that I'll split down into whatever barrels that I'm I'm filling, mm-hmm. I'll split it down into those barrels at about ten percent volume. Um, so if you know it's sixty gallon barrel, you know, try and put what at least five gallons in there of okay of bugs. Got it. It's a lot, seems like. Yeah, but you find that that goes to town and and is the right combo for you guys. Yeah. yeah. So you don't have to reinoculate again. But no, the second fill? Yeah, usually if, if a barrel's um, well-established, it, it can be refilled, and uh, it, it'll do fine souring. Great. This beer's rad. Oh, yeah. All right, because we're short on time and we've got two more beers to do, I want to move on to the next one, which uh-huh. is the Session uh, Barrel beer, right? Yeah. What is this called, and, and describe this beer for us. So this is uh, our Rye Robustito, um, and it's our Session Porter uh, based off our um, black robusto porter. Okay, which is what? Uh, just give us an example of the you know base malts and you know what's the base beer before it went into the barrel. Well, I mean, black robusto is our six point three percent robust porter. This was deliberately about two years ago. We made this for Session Fest. We were like, well, let's do a small porter. We'll call it robustito because that's funny. Mm-hmm. And we pretty much <laughs> you know yeah right. We so it's pretty much a, just a you know the robustito the robusto recipe. Just to scale, scale down. down. Although we've always put something fun in there. I think for the most part, we like to use toasted buckwheat in there just because it amuses us. <laughs> yes, it should. Okay, so you didn't say it scaled down to what? What's the ABV going into? The- yeah. 3.1. Oh, yeah? Yeah, we take it all the way down to 3.1. <laughs> this is going to be the first beer I can finish tonight. <laughs> yeah. I'm still laughing at Robustito. But after Travis runs through the barrels, it tends to come out in the high fours. Okay. Yeah, you're looking at 4.9. Four nine, oh, not bad. But what a ton of flavor! It tastes awesome. Right? Right? It shows you what session beers can be, right? Like it, it's like the first Easy Jack I ever had when I went. Wow, that's look at all that flavor for just three point one percent. You can be totally satisfied with this beer. Same as this one. Yeah. I will say though, well, it's got it's got a little more going on, uh, but it's <laughs> yeah, it's funky. a lot like a really good it's fresh English mild, like uh, good yeah. English mild beers out of a cask. Have these kind of flavors. This is what kind of blew my mind when I yeah. finally went to England and tried them there, mm-hmm. and I went, "Oh, all these session beers have tons of flavor." Mm-hmm. This, this is that. So it's almost like a call, a throwback to that. There is a little more going on because of the barrel flavors too. But yeah, it's got good oak here. I feel like this is a great representation, like a throwback yeah. to a good English mild. Yeah, some interesting things happen when you get a little bit of that mild oxidation on uh, some mm-hmm. of those, you know, crystal malts. Yeah, well, the, the, the mouthfeel is just. Really light. 
I wouldn't say thin mm-hmm. by any means. It's got a lot of flavor to it. But what temp did you mash this at? Do you remember, John? Or- uh, I think high, that's another yeah. one. Oh, so it's one, a session beer. We're trying to leave. You know, we, I think the starting gravity was under ten Plato, so and we were trying to terminal it yeah. in the high threes. Yeah, so we mashed as hot as we could. A lot, lot of specialty malt. It's this weird. was a raw experiment here, man. We <laughs> we really had no. We were like, oh, I hope those barrels don't overwhelm this beer. That's what Travis was saying about yeah. the malt liquor. You got to really oh. keep an eye on a beer this small, yeah, and not just let the barrel crush it. I made a little crushing yeah. gesture there. It was, a nice, it was a it was a good cool. gesture too. Yeah, yeah. it was kind of <laughs> like Darth Vader, like getting your throat, like, <laughs> yeah, ah, your lack of faith disturbs me. I'm pretty sure that someone on the other side of the wall died just a moment you crushed them. Or people. It's a weird beer because I want to call it sweet. Uh, like right, right when it hits my palate, it, it's kind of sweet, but that goes away, and maybe maybe mm-hmm. because it's it's a lower alcohol well, and uh, it's alcohol. Yeah, the uh, the uh, the uh, molecules are there for sweetness, but it's, the sugar is not. So but the sugar is not. Yeah, it yeah. tricks your tongue, I think. Yeah. Which is really cool because I don't. Well, nobody really likes overly sweet beers, but I particularly uh, don't like it. But I can deal with it if it goes away. If it doesn't leave me with a feeling like I have sugar on my tongue, you know. Which this one doesn't. It's a really uh, cool flavor, it, and then and has and what seems to be left from the malt is like the roast seems to be in the color. Or what there? Like everything else is like gone from the but it's yeah. a subdued robust roast. Porter. Also, yeah, it's not, like a not toasty a roast. roast. Yeah, yeah. You know, right. Oh yeah, nice. oh, there's no astringency. Yeah, no, nothing. No bite. And the, the low carbonation, I think, is what makes you think of a cascale, or or just an English mild. Yeah. You just gave us the hit beer of the night, Travis. Yeah, it's an interesting one. This Coming at you, one. the hit beer of the night, <laughs> Travis. Yeah. Well, who's out there doing barrel age sessions, man? Right. You know, I this, really like that. Well, no, English mean, people. The challenge of sessions is to put a lot of flavor into a small beer. Yeah. And if a barrel can help with that, um, sure, why not? Right. I, I I find a lot of people who like they'll they'll get this beer and they'll get it to their nose and they're like, oh, it's like one of those big imperial barrel age stouts. But then when you drink it, it totally cleans up, and you mm-hmm. can drink more of it. Whereas, like, if this was, I, mean, I don't even, you know, Abyss or something like that, yeah, you know, it, it'll kill, you know, it does satiate your palate pretty quickly, whereas this one has the capacity mm. to actually drink a pint of it. Absolutely. That, you find and the that's... elements. You can taste the pieces in there because it's not overpowered by one thing, like usually alcohol or too much bite or whatever. Yeah. You know what's really going to annoy me, though, is if I have to start reading about session barrel-aged beers all over the place. It's the like, new I style. love that you've done it, and I think it's cool. Uh, that but I'm just going to be annoyed if I'm going to have to order a bunch of session barrel-aged beers across the country, because everyone's going to go, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. You don't well, know about oh, this? Is it, yeah, is ho- it now a new thing? Hopefully yeah. it doesn't catch on too much, and oh, we'll, no, we'll just be the only ones. Uh, it's, so, it's all about malt liquor now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, <laughs> that's the next big... Yeah, uh, Uncle Pops. <laughs> That's how I feel when I walk into a barn. It's just IPAs and variants thereof. There's other things. There are other things. Like this. Like a barrel-aged session. Now, I'll be fine with that because that's kind of my my jam right there. It's in your wheelhouse. Yeah. All right. You brought... Squirrel balls or what? Squirrel something? I want to try this before we have to go. I have one empty glass left in my whole studio. Balls of squirrels. Uh, so can la- we try last it? beer here is called Forging Raccoon. Forging Raccoon. That was okay. close. That was so close. You're pretty close. Get get the marketing guy out of here because he's really going to hit me now. Close. Foraging Raccoon. So this is an IPA we've been developing for the last year and a half. It's been known to most people as 7 by 70 IPA, okay. which was just sort of its developmental name so I can make it different every time and no one gave a crap. <laughs> but we you know, we finally kind of like settled on a recipe. It's got five hops in it, all of which have not been – they were all released since 2012. 
El Dorado, EXP 07270, Lemon Drop, and Bavaria Mandarina. And there's something else in there. I don't even remember anymore. Okay. Um, but anyway, they're all like super new hop varieties. And John Martin came to us and he was like, you know, we have this great IPA at Drake's. Drake's IPA has been around for a long time. Awesome beer. And, yeah, you know, but it's very like old school. You know, it's like a 90s homebrew recipe. It's got some Munich, got some caramel, it's got a bunch of sea hops in it. Great. Love the fact that we make it. Yeah. John wanted me to update the IPA style. So, you know, like have a, a complimentary IPA. So we made Forging Raccoon. Uh, the name Forging Raccoon references the Wikipedia website for the Sculpin Fish when looking at known predators of the Sculpin. Yeah. Uh, Foraging <laughs> Raccoon was the only non-fish one, so I was like, well, I don't want to use another fish name. Sure, so. that's too obvious. Right, too obvious. And I was keeping that name completely under wraps until Bow's Point got bought, and then I give a shit anymore. <laughs> so Foraging Raccoon is the Sculpin Predator. Yes. This is what we're, 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 dumpster we're about to try here. <laughs> and this beer is completely unfiltered. It's a uh, find-only uh, very new school hops, so you get like some tropical notes. Um, I mean, I find this beer fascinating, and it's become, you know, fifteen hundred is tends to be the beer that we drink at work. But this one has been picking people up, including John. Hi, John. Who's you know this one? All right, this is one of those beers where I where I I hit the aroma and I go, mm, I don't know. And I taste it, and it's a completely different beer than it even smells like. It's, right. I love the flavor. The flavor, this is a really good beer. I could drink the, a, a couple pints of this easily. It's super dry. Like, we terminal this. This this thing is uh, it's 7%, but it only starts at, like, 14.1, 14.2. Terminals at, like, 1, 1, 1, 2. Mm. Very minimal residual sugar. The recipe is two-row, a bag of... Golden Naked Oats, which is an oat malt that's been lightly caramelized to six to eight degrees, love a bond, and two bags of toasted rice flakes. Okay. What are the toasted rice flakes? What's that for? You know, a lot Breakfast. of brewers. Well, if a lot of brewers out there like to dry their beers out just by throwing bags of dextrose in there, uh-huh. you know, I mean, Blind Pig wouldn't be Blind Pig without bags of white corn sugar. Okay. But we were like, screw it. You know, we're just actually going to use the rice. In its whole form, because it actually has a little bit more flavor that way. So I think there's a little, you get a little something out of the toast there. Yeah. As opposed to just being a 100% completely neutral fermentable. Are you selling it for eighteen ninety nine a six pack? Well, we probably should. <laughs> it's also got some protein in the husk. So you, <laughs> in the can. It's a little head retention, too. Mm-hmm. Fuck it. Sell it for thirty six ninety nine a sure. six pack if you're going to go for it. This is a nice beer. It's a good yeah. label. Very much the uh, West Coast dry, no crystal kind of beer. Yeah. That was what we're drinking. That was the thought. You know, yeah. it was like let's have a let's have a balance yeah. to to our regular IPA. It's very dry, very clean. I love it. Yeah, I kind of want to see this on the shelf. And those hops are they're weird hops, man. Those are like those are not hops that people have a lot of experiment. You know, and maybe so that's why I'm thrown off by the aroma. I'm going, ah, oh, that one's that's a little weird, but the flavor is awesome. So maybe it's because they're strange hops to me to my, my I, palate. I am hopeful that we're going to have this thing launch this summer in 22s. Okay. Uh-huh. Probably, you should. probably not going to go deep to town on it because, frankly, I think it's a fragile beer. I'm not going to try to ship it anywhere, but local markets. 7%? 7%. And you got the hops, right? Yeah, I mean, 22 is good for 7%. Yeah, we're, we're deep on all these hops. Cool. We, we've been staying ahead of the hop market. Excellent. 
I could easily put this into my Drake's rotation, which is 1500 and the IPA. I love that it's an old school IPA. Maybe oh, yeah. maybe everybody does. Uh, I could easily just put this in the trio rotation. This would be a great beer on the shelf. It's good. And hopefully no one from Ballast Point's coming here to sue me now. <laughs> well, it won't be from Ballast. It'll be from uh, yeah, yeah, much deeper so, pockets than yeah. him. <laughs> we're not, we don't actually broadcast in Mexico, so you're good. Ah, <laughs> sweet. Yeah. Now, by the way, you were just talking about an animal, not a beer. Yeah. I was. Uh, yes. a, a fish. Yes. So it's, I think you're fine. All right. Uh, gentlemen, thank you so much for coming in here and, and talking with us and bringing us all this beer. Uh, everyone in, in the Hop Grenade got to enjoy Hippocalypse because you guys got it out here. Liz. Liz got it out here for us. I want to thank her very much. Liz rocks. Uh, Liz, Liz does rock. She's great. Um, she's a lot of fun. She's very nice to us here out at the we're Hot Grenade. Right so we're just thanking you for getting us all this great beer and being so nice to us oh, all the time. Great guys making this yeah. beer. Yeah, they do a good job. I have an awesome job. You do have the beer a beer sells itself. Seriously, you guys realize that all she does is drink, right? Like she comes in here and drinks for an hour before she ever talks to us about beer. Like about <laughs> what we're going to buy. Don't tell uh, anybody. But that's what we do too. So. <laughs> it's only the Drake stuff, and she's just testing it to make sure. Sure, it's quality control. Yeah. But John, it's why it's why we keep her around we, because she's she's fun when she just hangs out and has a beer. Uh, no, she's very good to us, Liz. Thank you for getting uh, setting this up and getting us some great beer. Hey. Um, you and Kevin, did, I think, did a great job uh, on this event. And uh, John, uh, just a pleasure to have you. I've been looking forward to having you on this show for a while, and you did not disappoint. You gave us a lot of good info, and you're not a douchebag, so that's cool. Can you say his name? (laughs) I still can because I've been sipping all night. Say his name. John Galuli. Woo! Yay! (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Which, next time you come on the program, I think the goal should be that I can't pronounce your name by the end. Oh, jeez. We'll do better. Let's do it that way. Uh, Travis has an 18% (laughs) shout in barrels right now, so we'll release that thing. Yeah, we'll bring you something fun. Bring it back. All right. I'd be happy to have you guys back on the show anytime. And if not, we'll cut your tongue off. (laughs) So that'll be be fine. That works, too. One of my favorite breweries on the planet. You can go to drinkdrakes.com right now and check them out. Uh, they got a great website that will give you a lot of information. Um, Probably where to find the beer, uh, how to visit them down at the Barrel House. they got a new place that's just beautiful called Drake's Dealership uh, in Oakland. Um, And uh, they're just a a growing company that you're going to want to pay attention to until they get bought out by uh, Corona. Yeah. Or Heineken. (laughs) Heineken's always looking. We have the least interested in selling out ownership possibly in the entire continental United States. I believe it. And this is one of the things I look up to about John, actually, the owner of the company, because he actually really enjoys his job. You can tell that he enjoys doing business and yeah. growing and all. Like he, no, it's he his loves life. it. He loves like his it's life. His, yeah, yeah, he yeah. loves his life. So I agree with you. I, you know, a, a few extra mil in his pocket isn't going to make him a happier no, person. it's all about life for him. So, yeah. yeah, but an extra, a couple extra mil in your pocket buys you several Teslas, and that will make you that will That does make you happy. So yeah. let's a just watch billion dollar. Yeah. <laughs> one billion. Awesome. That number, that number yes. still, <laughs> still blows my mind. All right, yes. your mind uh, is blown. Fourteen raccoon people. Fourteen raccoon. <laughs> yes, yeah, pay attention. All right, thanks for being here. Uh, we're going to take a, a very quick break. When we come back, we're going to find out about a new Pacific Northwest Homebrewers Conference, and we're going to find out about some uh, Pico Brew trials and tribulations that JP had. So hang in there. It's the session. Oh, we need to talk. Go yeah. over to drinkdrakes.com. We'll be right back. It's the, the session. The toast? What happened?
listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Hey, my Brewing brothers and sisters. This is Jamel Zanishev, and I want to tell you about Heretic Evil Twin. You might be familiar with my homebrew recipe, which uses massive late hopping to create a balance between the malty sweet and the hoppy bitter, along with an outrageous malt and hop character. I wanted a beer with the same bold hop and malt character, so we played around with the homebrew recipe until we are able to make a great commercial version, too. We've created a beer rich in malt character, full of caramel, toast, biscuit, and an ever-so-subtle roast note. On top of that, we piled in an insane amount of citra and Columbus hops at the end of the boil, as well as in dry hopping. This damn-the-cost approach to hopping gives Heretic's Evil Twin a great blast of citrus and tropical fruit that can't be matched by any other hop. The result is a bold, malty, hoppy, but easy-drinking beer. This is our top seller, our flagship beer, and I couldn't be prouder of it. Cheers. To find Heretic Beers near you, click on Find Some at hereticbrewing.com. Your support of the Brewing Network means everything to us. We couldn't produce shows without you. And we love giving you something extra for that support. Like Brew Your Own Magazine. You already know it's a great brewing magazine full of recipes, equipment how-tos, discussions of beer styles, and brewing techniques. Whether you're new to brewing and just starting out or you're an old pro, you'll always learn something from the articles in Brew Your Own. Plus, they're amazing special issues like plans for building a brew. 10 system, 250 classic clone recipes, and the Home Brewer's Answer Book. Brew Your Own Magazine and BYO.com are awesome resources for any brewer, whether for yourself or as a gift. When you subscribe or resubscribe from the Brewing Network homepage, you directly support programs like this. Get a great magazine and support the Brewing Network. Subscribe to Brew Your Own right from the BrewingNetwork.com. Segmented. Demented, fermented, fermented. It's the session. Yeah. Hey, welcome back to the program. Thanks again to Drake's Brewing Company for hanging out with us, bringing us yeah, amazing man. beer, being a supporter of the Brewing Network as they have for so long, and um, and also just putting great beer out on the shelf. Yeah, we need it. I mean, the Bay Area is a good beer scene, but uh, you know, it, it doesn't mean that there's uh, not bad beer out there to battle. It's true. And you know I mean? this really is one of those companies I'm just, just so proud to have seen them grow. Yeah. Uh, you know, kind of alongside us, although they you know surpassed us and everything. But uh, fun to watch grow because they were small and, and kind of owned by by people who uh, it was just a little side project for them in the uh-huh. early days, and and so the brewery did great because of the brewers like Roger and Melissa, um, but not because they got a lot of support from the from the ownership, and then. When John right. Martin took over, with some ownership that cares, they just really uh, took off. So, been fun to watch. It's like your uh, when your favorite stripper goes from like working Tuesday nights yeah. to main staging. Yes, then it's like oh, I was there for that. No, it's exactly yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, you feel like yeah, you feel like you had some part in it. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> yeah, right. I bought, I bought you know? forty bucks a night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, that nursing school, you know, you should really get yeah. a, a name the gym after you at that point. <laughs> Uh oh, let's see. Did I just have? God damn it! I thought I had our caller, and now maybe I still do. Uh, We're supposed to be uh, talking to Jill, who's putting on the—I believe it's called the Pacific Northwest Homebrewers Conference. Jill, do I have you? 
You have me, Justin. Right. Oh, wonderful. Thank you. You are there. All right. Uh, <laughs> so we've got I really Joe. love following the stripper discussion, too. Thank you. <laughs> are you, you know in? What? Joe, we, we managed to fuck it up somehow every time. So, <laughs> you know, you've listened to the program. You know. Um, now, uh, Jill, uh, who's Tasty has dubbed Jill the Thrill, uh, she's been on the program before. Um, she's here to talk to us about a brand new homebrewers conference called the Pacific Northwest Homebrewers Conference. Do I have that right? You definitely do. Pacific Northwest Homebrewers Conference. It's our inaugural year, as we like to tell all our vendors and sponsors. A bunch of us have been to the National Homebrewers Conference the last couple of years, and we've had an absolute gas, and of course, made your party. And uh, when we come back to the club, there's a lot of people who would really love to do it, but financially couldn't quite do it. So uh, there's no original ideas in the world. And so as we found out, a lot of people had had the idea, gee, maybe we should do a more regional conference or try it out. So we gathered up a bunch of our favorite drinking buddies and sent some emails out to the other clubs in Washington and Oregon and said, hey, let's uh, try to put something on a little bit more locally, maybe a little bit more affordable for folks. Yeah, And uh, we're on the verge of, of getting that kicked off. We got together about a year ago, and on March 4th and 5th of this year, we'll be in Vancouver, Washington, not to be confused with British Columbia. And we've targeted Washington, Oregon, Montana, Idaho, and, of course, it's not a party if you don't invite the Canadians. So uh, we talked to our Canadian friends up in British Columbia. But everyone's welcome. It just happens to be that's our target uh, geography. And AHA has been really supportive of us and encouraging us to try this out. As far as we know, we're the first one of this size uh, being an offshoot of NHC of sorts. Sure. And, and so, of course, I think that, you know, the first question that, that pops into people's, who's bubbling? Is it my Skype? It must be, because I'm the only one using Skype. Uh, sorry, yeah, Joe. The chat will bubble. If you're in, if you're uh, in oh, yeah, I log, the, log out the chat. Oh, okay. Let me do that. Yeah, I don't need all that. There's a way to turn it off, turn the noise off, but it's fine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Joe, if I came up there, would I get a kiss? <laughs> Wow. Oh, yeah, I, I know the answer. At least. I didn't know Didn't know you'd wandered back in the room. That was uh, <laughs> rip rap. Right. I was out introducing the previous guest to some people, whatever. I was like, yeah. yeah. Work in the room a little yeah. bit, you know? I think you'll get a kiss from a taser, I think. And they came good. back to work this room? Yeah, I'm worried about it. <laughs> One big facade. It's a breather. Another. Come back in here. Go so, back out. Jill, I, I think the first question that, that comes to my mind, and, and maybe other folks, is uh, does the AHA feel that this is uh, kind of encroaching on their territory with the, with the homebrew conference? Not that they have a, a trademark on conferences or anything, but, of course, they've been the only gig in town for a while. Um, how's the support from the AHA? Well, and the support's been has been very good. They they allowed they've endorsed us, if you will. Excellent. We'll use the phrase that HA endorses us. Good. And so they're happy to see it. I don't. I can't speak for him. You know that, but I'll do it anyways because you know I'm a girl and I'll speak for any guy. Who wants to go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So well, what, um, what Gary Glass has said is they're really encouraging of it. I truly don't believe that they see this as an encouragement because. We offer different things. We're going to offer more local speakers, uh, folks with great mad skills at a local level. Now, it just so happens that a lot of the really great national uh, NHC speakers live in our region. 
So I, I, we just don't see it's a different price point. You get different benefits from it. And really, it just helps keep – it just keeps increasing the community of homebrewers and the support that we try to build for each other. So sure. Gary's been super. And I bet you if you ask anybody, you'd get a different opinion. No, well, no, I don't think so, actually. I'm not surprised to hear that at all. That's uh, what I was hoping to hear you say, that they were, were both supportive and encouraging of it. Because uh, the AHA, the, the, really what they care about is is promoting homebrewing. So this is a great <laughs> idea. Now, it's not the first time, as as you mentioned, that, that the regional homebrew conferences uh, have come up. But in other than some kind of small you know, homebrew club-oriented uh, conferences, this is the first one to... To actually go for it, right? Multi-state. Yeah. Uh, with it's the- true. It's it's like a multi-evening uh, excitement. Uh, yeah, and we're using NHC as our model. Uh, with We're having a, an equivalent of pro night. We're having an equivalent of club night. Sure. And uh, it really is. You know, when you look at the Pacific Northwest, our geography, geography is pretty spread out. So people are used to driving to get closer. I'll bet any single state could do this. And that's really how it started. The Washington Homebrewers Association, a group of us, were the ones that said, hey, let's uh, let's kind of put this together. And then uh, one of the folks from the Oregon Brew Crew down there in Portland, Oregon, called us up and said, hey, we heard a rumor you're putting this together. How about we all get together and party together? Hmm. Well, that's what it so takes, it you know? grew from there. Yeah. Yeah, once a bunch of people get together, multiple clubs, multiple regions, you know, they can put something like that on. That's what it takes. Yeah. Oh, did I miss when it's going to be? When, Fourth yeah. March, uh, yeah. It's March 4th and 5th in Vancouver, Washington. You go to PNWHC. Pacific Northwest Homebrewers <laughs> Conference.com. Not too hard there. PNWHC.com. You can get all the info. Registration's open right now. And for a day and a half, um, all meals, uh, two big old tasting sessions, and over 24 education sessions, it's only 150 bucks. Wow. And then uh, it goes up February 17th. Now, unfortunately, it's happening at the same time that you guys will probably be drunk and passed out on your cruise. But yeah, Jill, I was going to say, I probably missed my invite to be the keynote speaker. Maybe that ended up in spam or something, but I'm not available <laughs> anyway. I'll be on the Labruski cruise. Uh, can we Thank get, you for thinking of me. I didn't get that me. either. I, I, uh, the ship to like divert and just cruise on <laughs> go, up there, go through down, the Panama Canal, down, down the Horn, all the way. Uh, yeah. Up. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. But thank you for you know, thinking guys, of you me. You were number one so. on the list, and no joke, we had just—I swear to you—we just signed on the dotted line with the hotel, and then went to NHC and saw that ad for the cruise and that you guys were joining them and it was like well what the hell let's cancel our conference but we persevered we're going to go on without you and be just a couple less drunk good out jill and then uh, maybe next year um, or have we been that inside passage cruise? <laughs> we could have stopped by. Next well, let's year face we... it. You won't even be around next year, Jay. So I will take yeah. over. There you go. Any duties, any speaking duties. You take over all my duties. I'll do it. Uh, oh, so Justin has a duties, DNR. Duties. Here, here's what I want. <laughs> yeah. I want I want, I want. want there to be a stool on the stage with just a, one spot, the rest of the stage dark. <laughs> Justin comes out and sits on the stool, and then I just give the speech for him. Yes. But he doesn't even move his mouth, just sits there and, and dr- you're drinks a beer. stage? Yes. <laughs> or off stage or to the right on a podium, whatever, it doesn't matter, but you just... Can we do this at BNA Yes, I, I will do it. Yeah. <laughs> you should do that. All right, Jill, All right. Uh, where can people go to get more information and to buy tickets and to get involved? Uh, hit hit up that website, pnwhc.com. Watch us on Twitter, Instagram, and on Facebook, same same abbreviation. And uh, 
golly, gotta say, I'm kind of glad the cruise happened. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, you're, yeah I, think uh, you're probably probably. Right. I think you're probably right. Something to that. You don't need us ruining shit. Uh, no, love it. <laughs> All right, Jill, thank you for letting us know about it. I do wish you luck on your first year, and um, I, I, maybe I'm excited to see you next year. So. Thank you, darling. All right. Be well, guys. All right. Take care. Uh, there you go. Go check it out. The Pacific yeah, Northwest yeah. Homebrew uh, Conference. Uh, first of its kind. And I yeah. think that's very cool. Maybe we should have one. It's very, yeah. yeah. Northern uh, California Homebrews Conference. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the Central Concord Homebrews we have Conference. A, we have that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's here. It's called the Winter Brews Fest. Yeah, yeah that's right. Oh, dear. All right, a couple things left to do here. So, JP, what's been going on with you and your Pico Brew lately? Because I haven't had any beer. I don't know if you're not sharing beers with me. I don't know if you're not using it. I can't tell. Sometimes we don't have enough beer here on the show. That's true. I have some things to say about it, too. (laughs) Okay, I'm sure you do. Do, do Whether or not it'll be relevant to the conversation. Oh, no, very relevant. Very relevant. Okay. Okay. What the fuck is I don't know. Turn his mic off. Very foreboding. Uh, well, so I was supposed to have beer last week on the show. Okay, now it's even more relevant. And I just failed. Okay. To keg, to the keg bombing issue. Uh, so you have, uh, you have been brewing. I have been brewing, yes. Okay. I brewed, I brewed, my, good. I brewed my oatmeal stout. So, you know, we're, uh, uh, Pico Brew recently released their, uh, their little Pico um, uh, yeah, system, the, the little one-gallon the, the new one. That, yeah, uh, the smaller guy, the little kit, yeah. like the Keurig, I guess, of, uh, of homebrew system. <laughs> it totally is. Yeah. And <laughs> you so, shove this thing in there, and it makes beer. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it was really neat. And yeah. so, uh, you know, I was working on a recipe for the uh, um, for for our kits, because the BN's going to have a kit, right? Uh, so I brewed my oatmeal stout, trying to condense it down, and, you know, just trying to play with some stuff. Okay. So anyway, so I, I kegged it before I went to uh, Disneyland last weekend. Um, and then, <laughs> and then I came back, Oops. and I decided to go and taste some, and it was <laughs> on the it had leaked floor. out um, of one of the poppets. Uh, no yeah. carpet porter, <laughs> carpet, but porter. in the garage, Shit. concrete so, porter, concrete porter. Yes, exactly. Dude, it happens to us all. I'm just <laughs> the only one who's ever admitted it on uh, the show. How yeah. about oil stain oh, porter? That's pretty much what it is. Oh, man. I've had that name. puppet failure before too. Yeah, right? and, and it wasn't even the see. The worst part is it wasn't even a puppet. It was the fucking body connect. I guess I didn't twist it down hard enough. Oh, you had it disconnected, and you yeah. yeah. And so, so when I connected, I guess I when I when I put the keg into the fridge and kind of rotated the ball lock, the ball lock kind of it maybe loosened locked, it up a little bit, and loosened yeah. it up, and then I didn't I didn't notice. <laughs> so it all leaked down the side, out the door, and, and that's on it. the floor. Oh man, all of it, two too. and a half gallons. Yeah, <laughs> it smelled really good though. Yeah. So, well, so that, the, that that'll do two and a half gallons. The uh, the the pico. The, the, uh, uh, oh no, the the the, the, the new Zymatic. one, the new yeah. Was, but I bring on the Zymatic just to test the I recipe out. But the recipe will be the same. Okay. But uh, yeah, so I was supposed to have I was supposed to have beer here, yeah, and um, you were down, and I you had, I you had it, you had it, uh, you took every every step, you had it ready, yeah. you had it carbonating, ready to go. And, Isn't uh, it such a crushing a feeling? <laughs> like especially because hey, it's, it's always a fragile so tiny. world in this beer I, I can't I remember the last time I've ever had your beer. All I hear is sad stories every time. Well, you weren't here for the uh, barley wine tasting for the. Uh, I wouldn't drink that anyway. <laughs> well, neither would I. But you know that was that was my my last pico brew. That we actually were able to taste on the anyway, show. That was good beer. So, thank you. So, uh, uh, you know, I am the winner. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, um, that's right. I forgot to ask you who won. Who won. Yeah, because <laughs> you care so much. Uh, yeah, I won yeah, handily. He the shark, this guy. 75% of people wow. loved my beer. First loser. Right? Yeah. Oh, God. Second winner. Second winner. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> 
Still Our third those, winner. Still got to get those finals going oh, between God. the two of you. I there. know. Doc's got a bit. He's he's, he's worse. You want to use me. the Pico Brew since you don't the have side. a system? Do you want to use it? Seriously? I have to. I'm, I'm just, it's, okay. it's wrenching my gut here because I've got it. He's he's giving me a timeline. I have to finish this thing. I, I can't pull my stuff out of mothballs. Okay. Uh, <laughs> to get it done, I'm actually really interested in actually trying the Pico Brew. Okay. Uh, let's do it. So I, I need you to do it. But let, let's figure out a time to do it. Okay. Um, so are you going to dual Pico then, Tasty? Are you? Yeah, both? it's going to be a Pico Pico. Oh, oh that's cool. another Pico Pico. Oh, wow. So the final final of the, yes. brew, of the first ever Brewcaster Challenge is going to be a dual Pico. I'm brewing it tomorrow. Oh, wow. wow. The ingredients are right there on the show. Oh. Tomorrow's the day. How, be good. How far so, we have come here is, on the Brewing <laughs> Network. What is this round called? It's so the final. The grand so the final. second loser? No, no. This no. is the winner. These this are the, the two. Championship. These this two have the not been defeated oh, yet. What about okay. the timing? Yeah. It's amazing. The other right? ones, we, we made the mistake of doing uh, like not a single elimination tournament. I right. Mean, we were we, we, had, we had a losers round, which so we just we thought would be fun uh, because we were enjoying it. But, right. But then things happen. It gets in the way. Why would you think this is stupid? You milked this thing for a year or more. <laughs> yeah, but we hardly milked it because with the gaps in between, that's not milk. People the, love. Yeah, the milk has sure. run All dry. Right. So uh, this the is milk has run. Dry. Yeah, so this is the <laughs> final, final when we get to. Wow, I'm kind of excited that it's a Pico brew. Me too. Off. Yeah, yeah. Too. You, you gave me the choice. Totally. You can Pico brew this. Yeah. Uh, it, it, you I know can, what? I, it's intriguing to me, so I really want to try it. I can okay. either drop it off tomorrow. I can bring it uh, oh, hell no. Wednesday <laughs> to uh, Dr. Homebrew, because you're, you're going to be oh, on Dr. Homebrew again. Do that. If you want. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. Well, and then you're going to like, uh, get your green Come over, stay with me for three days, and teach me how to use it. <laughs> I, people who stay with you for longer than 48 hours tend to die No, slowly. no, no. <laughs> they, take a, they take a month off. <laughs> Yeah. In preparation for their death cruise. Um, um, Are we now changing the name to the death yes. cruise? Death cruise. So, um, the Crosley uh, death cruise. Sammy's coming, right? Uh, yeah. Not cruise. as far as Batman. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, a Pico Brew for sure. I really want to. Okay. I, well, I've got and, the recipe down. I've well, got everything. But need, we'll get together. I'll show you how to I do need it. parameters and stuff like that. Get it online yeah. so he can lo- get the ingredients so you can brew like the next day after he gets Because yeah, yeah. we're running out of time against the date that we yeah. agreed okay. upon. Yeah. Okay. Change the date. I don't care. You're well, brewing this week, Tasty? Tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, cool. We'll talk after this. Oh, week. No, I mean, that's like a, a 13 day. For, I don't care. Before we need it. Yeah. I'm yeah. pushing it back. We're pushing the date? Okay, we well, can fine. push the date. Yeah. Yeah. Doc's got a lot going on, too. He's not dying or anything like the rest of us. I thought I was. <laughs> Chest x-ray came out good. Oh, nice. <laughs> Doc, Doc and I have had the same cough. And, <laughs> oh, my God. And pretty much the same everything else for the last three months. And so he went to the doctor, and I was like, oh, sweet, I don't have to go. Whatever your results yeah. are, I'll just take that. <laughs> sure, same yeah. shit, right? Yeah. So, right. so they came Health back Health by proxy. Yeah, he's yeah. like, I don't have any tumors. Or no, anything. actually, like, actually I came And back. I was like, oh, thank God, I'm, I'm, I'm no, healthy. No, actually, I'm I came back, live. and I said, doctor says I need to get a chest x-ray. And his face went pale. <laughs> So, yeah. I'm Why just, don't you just go get it checked out? Uh, it's such a thing. It is a thing. <laughs> but know? what else are you going to do? No, nah, it's just a cough. It's Everybody's I, got it's it. A, it's a man thing. It's well, that, yes, but it is. Honestly, I do. Now, this is not just me being douchey. It's a cough, and everyone's got it, right? Yeah, everybody's got it. And okay. you go to the doctor, and they go, uh, uh, "You got a cough? I don't know what it is." I'll Here, tell you. These. I'll tell you a story. At the the break. doctors don't tell you yeah. anything until you actually have the nut cancer or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but until then, so in other words, ninety nine point nine percent of the time. Not giving you a cough. They, <laughs> I don't know when they put your finger up there and they say cough. <laughs> yeah, say, yeah. What do you know? Anyhow, the doctors don't know anything. 
You don't have to go to them. Seriously, I was like, you got the cough, I got the cough. Tell me what they said about you that's good enough. Yeah. Right. Sure. So, no. Abby's had this really bad cough, and I called her doctor, and uh, they want her to come in to be screened for whooping cough. So, oh, there's that. check that out. Even that, though. It's, it's like, it's like a tennis player when you get to. It's not like it's terminal or anything. How come adults don't get that? Because we, we, we still whoop. Yeah. You know what's terminal is a death cruise. That's going to be terminal. <laughs> oh, yeah, we just, uh, the, the death, the desky cruise. So you brewed a perfectly good beer yeah. and one little oh, thing, I've been man. There, done that. As far as you know, it was perfectly good. <laughs> it was tasting great. I tasted yeah. a little bit on the sample. Everything was fine. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I fucking blew it, man. No, so uh, it's too bad. But I'm also, to be honest with you, I'm kind of stoked. Because uh, not only do I know how big of a retard I am, but mm. it was only two gallons, two and a half gallons. Right. Imagine if it was a full five gallons or if I did it with two of my kegs. I don't even have to imagine. Yeah. I've done it. <laughs> You've done ah, it before. Yeah. 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 And I'm out of a tank of CO2 because it doesn't matter. Oh, yeah. kept going and going oh, and going. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And you didn't have a Chad there to clean the carpet after. No, I didn't have a Chad. Yeah. I woke up to Chad uh, uh, totally uh, shampooing uh, the carpet. No, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all no, right. You know, it never matters to me. It's two and a half gallons, 20 gallons. It's still, okay, your two-year-old died or your five-year-old died. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like my children. It's like, ah, I put all this work analogy. into it. And, yeah. and oh, uh, uh, and, yeah. Yeah. And you, lost, you lost it well, all. But that's what I'm saying about, there. about the peak growth. It's not, it's, it's the work is your recipe and then your ferment. Yeah. You can still do other things, and I like that. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm kind oh, of. I'm doing other things. I'm kind of not as mad. Whereas you're right. Before, I'm, that's eight hours I had invested in liquid, really? and now I don't have that. So I'm pretty, I'm pretty excited about it. All right, go over to picobrew.com right now. You can check out what we're talking about if you haven't seen it yet. And it turns out the uh, Brewcaster Challenge finale will be all <laughs> oh, yeah. Pico, all, Pico all the time. So that's cool. That'll be fun. Nice. All right, uh, JP. What was our Twitter game tonight? Uh, our Twitter game tonight was I wanted uh, you know in anticipation <laughs> of building Bean Land, I wanted uh, everybody's uh, options about um, you know rides and attractions and all that kind of stuff. What did we offer people um, in Bean Land? Okay, and what did we get? Other than the Death Cruise. Other than the Death Cruise. Um, what else do you need? Matthew Witted says uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, something called Doc's Marriage Roller Coaster. <laughs> <laughs> too, too soon, Doc, or is that, oh just, or is not, that just in time? Not soon enough. You I know, guess. that ride's never going to end. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, dear. Yeah, so that was that happened. Okay. Uh, Mike B. says, a ride that just keeps going downhill called Justin's Life. <laughs> yeah. You know what? That's a fun ride, though, if it's always downhill. Yeah, right. Move. You know, we go. faster yeah. and faster. Yeah. Uh, Eli Gearson says, Bebo's Wacka 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 House, full of lots of small, dark, sticky rooms, no fast passes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she's just going to want to throw up right there. <laughs> uh, Reginald says, uh, Bebo's Rolling Double Wide. That would be a good ride, uh, I think. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It doesn't um, go fast, but yeah. <laughs> but it goes. <laughs> it goes. Uh, Rick S uh, says uh, hashtag Whack a McDole. Is that a Whack a Mole? Whack a McDole? Oh, Whack a McDole. Whack a McDole. Ah, okay. What are you whacking and what are you whacking? It's, with? it's a little tasty head. A Whack a Mac- no, Mole. Jeez, I, get your oh, mind out of the gutter. Pop out of the thing. Yeah, yeah. A little tasty. Yeah. Like a out little of cute, tasty. What's wrong with a you? A tasty Bebo. would pop out of cleavage. Or yeah, because I'm the only one who thought that. Have you seen Whack a Mole? I have. Okay, you've played it. Seen Whack a Hole? That's a hole. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. It wouldn't go uh, over well in Mexico because people would read it as guacamole and they would be slapping them. <laughs> and it makes a yeah. mess. Yeah, See, mole falling on the uh, mole. Chris Coleman says, a journey into dock. And you uh, apparently this is a ride. You're strapped into a dentist chair before descending into beer, guns, and hallucinations. <laughs> Hashtag ooh shiny. Hashtag ends in sadness. That's every uh, dentist visit I've had with Doc since uh, 2006. I need to go. I got a stalker. (laughs) Don't I? Apparently, (laughs) apparently he's Chris Coleman. He knows a lot. Uh, Louis says, as long as Justin's log ride goes into Bevo's Mystic Tunnel of Happiness and Tasty's Mirror House is next to the bar, it's good. <laughs> no, what? I can't I'm get a slow clap that. out of no, that. No, you got you get nothing. Yeah. Justin's log. Right? I didn't. I didn't think you could talk. Look, what was it called? Bevo's that... Mystic Funhouse, Mystic Tunnel of Happiness. Oh. I'm pretty sure it's not <laughs> that long. If he's of a in, ride. The, in the Tasty's <laughs> Tasty's Mirror House. Mirror House. Yeah, which I guess oh. is like a strip club or right. maybe you're if it was looking at yourself like, all day. Uh, I don't know. Chicks with uh, father issues to be great. It may be. Well, they all do. Otherwise known as a university. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Beer Master Ben writes, The Brewing Network Freak Show. It'd be just like club night, but the BN Army would just be in cages. Which I think is kind of how we feel anyways at club night. (laughs) Pretty much. Or at NHC in general. Um, Ozaft says, Tasty's Lair on Mike McDowell Island. Riders enter at their own risk, are subject to Tasty's personal fantasies. Bruce. Ew. Sounds like Rape Island. <laughs> or like, uh, I'm like kind of that You way. know what? Shutter Island. <laughs> like uh, Pinocchio. Uh, anyway, uh, Bike Foolery says Tasty's World of Cookies and complimentary shower beer at the moderately priced BN Land Hotel. <laughs> uh, what kind of beer? Golden beer? Maybe. Uh, Brian Shaw writes, uh, Justin's Garage of Horror. Can you escape Chad's ankle-braceleted female, quote, friend? Oh, <laughs> nice. That's, what, that's like a carny, not an amu- yeah. amusement park. That's yeah. a carnival ride. Oh, these, are, these are creative. Marvel at Justin's Garage of Horror. <laughs> um, and then last but not least, Nick Phantom writes, Tasty's THC Cups, Beardy's Beardo World for the ladies, and Bevo's Motorboats, sponsored by Adam and Eve. Oh, I like that one. Wow. Mm. Wasn't bad, right? Think about that. Like, you can go up and get the, like, the motorboat thing going. That's great. <laughs> Bevo's Motorboats. I mean, you know, they just, would just be motorboats. could actually make some really authentic, like, <laughs> yeah. stuff, right? It could happen. Yeah. All right, I wrote the Justin's log ride into Bevo's Mystic Tunnel through Tasty's <laughs> Carnival of Mirrors. That is so disgusting. You need to go mostly, on. Mostly yeah. because of the description of Bevo, the mystic. Uh. It is mystical, Bevo. It's been mystical to us for years. <laughs> That's why it's cool. Yes. That's why it's cool. Yeah. I'm going to need you to stop talking. I just want to remind you that. That's why we want you so bad. You're like a mystical I work at the Hop Grenade, and creature. this is broadcast out there to the staff that I work with. They, I'm pretty sure well, you're not going to sue us for. Uh, they yeah. all feel the same about Hashtag you. Gro- <laughs> it is Hashtag doing. bad life decision. <laughs> Hashtag we love you. Hashtag hey, don't sue us. Be working at the dad doctor's office. Come on, just don't complain. It's true. This you probably saw a lot of things. Hundred million times better. All right, the other one I wrote down, I don't remember all of it, but it was like Justin's long downhill ride. What was that? What was oh, that it was... Um, it's just called Justin's Life. 
There was there was two. There was a, a ride that just keeps going downhill called Justin's Life. Yeah, and, I like that one. Yeah, uh, that was Justin's good. Life. That was good. I wrote okay. that one down. And, then, and and by the way, you guys can add because I I missed some of the first ones. Uh, Justin's Life, and then the other one I really like actually Bevo's Motorboats, <laughs> which actually gets my vote. Uh, well, the boat doesn't go anywhere; it just makes noise. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. Doc's like Marriage that. Roller Coaster, I thought was pretty good. Oh, also. I do like that one too. Oh, that was good. Great. Um, I did like Whack and McDowell. I thought that was clever. I thought I liked yeah. Journey into Doc as well. I kind of liked a lot of these, which is these rare. were very, very good job, creative. guys. Thanks, good job, guys. Out there. <laughs> these were really good. All right, well, what do we want to narrow down the vote to? Nothing has to do with me. I already gave my vote with the Bevo's I, Motorboats. I like the Bevo Motorboats. We're clean, simple. Let's yeah. there. Bevo's Motorboats. All right. Bevo's that's our winner for tonight. Well done, everybody. So, Good submissions. Yeah, that was submissions. Tasty's THC Cups, Beardy's Bearded Wheel, <laughs> and Bevo's Motorboats, sponsored by Adam and Eve. Yes. That's Nick Phantom. Uh, I don't think that's his real name. Uh, don't email me. I'm not sending you, sure? you anything. Just kidding. <laughs> okay. Email me a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> Can you send us a drawing of the Bevo's motorboats of the ride? There please. better be some boats <laughs> in this drawing. There better be a lot of boats. There better be some yeah, boats a couple involved. of destroyers. <laughs> All right, <No>. congratulations. <laughs> hey, uh, check it out. Valentine's Day is coming up, and you can make Valentine's Day one that you'll both never forget with this amazing offer from AdamandEve.com. Through Valentine's Day, you're going to receive 50% off just about any item. Uh, go to AdamandEve.com, and you'll find over 18,000 adult entertainment products, including toys, lingerie, and uh, seemingly endless selection of adult DVDs. Uh, and there's more. With every offer, uh, you'll receive our romance kit. For free. Uh, the romance kit includes a toy for him, special massager for her. I need that. And a little something you'll both enjoy. Plus, a free adult DVD to put you in the mood. And that's not all. Free shipping on top of it. Go to adamneve.com right now for this special Valentine's Day offer. Uh, 50% off one item. Free romance kit. Free shipping. Enter coupon code BNARMY. That's B-N-A-R-M-Y at adamandeve.com. Check it out. Um, yes. Does he have a bromance kit? <clears throat> <laughs> they probably do. Wait, you uh, they should nobody on the other side? What are you doing? I don't see why they wouldn't. Well, you know. <laughs> yeah, now that the divorce is uh, in, in progress. Yeah. Yeah. There's room on his phone for two apps. I've been rolling one way. I can roll the other. Uh, <laughs> Might as well give it a man. shot. One way sucked. Right. Yeah, that didn't work out. <laughs> uh, I could be Tinder or I can grind her. It's fine. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Let's get out of wow. here. Next week on the program, we've got <laughs> Brew Losophy. Uh, JP is going to yep. take the helm for the month of February. Fear not. Uh, I will be around uh, at least until the Labruski cruise. Um, yeah. Right. By the way, uh, I'm not here next Monday. <laughs> I'm going to be a Justin. Uh, <laughs> I'm, really? I'm, I'm hurting him on the first part of this. JP, you're better off. You're going to have Beardy. Who, uh, all right, maybe you're not better off, but at least no, just you have Beardy. Off. I will call in. You know, it's not fair if you set me up for failure. That's not fair. <laughs> I, look I think at, you'll be great. You got baby. Brewlosophy, which is going to be a great show. Oh, That's going to be awesome. Yeah, I'm going to chop it up with those guys. After that, you got James Costa from Half Moon Bay Brewing Company along with Nate Smith. They did a collaboration beer. Uh, then there's an off week. Then we've got Pizza Port back on the program on February 22nd. Um, and then the Death Cruise. So uh, it's going to be a... <laughs> It's going to be a great month. I'll be back in the middle. I'm only hurting him for like four days, and then I'm back. There you go. I don't even care. He's still still out in that that drifting lifeboat. (laughs) That is my life. You're so hurt. There is no motor attached. There's no motorboat. There's there's no motor. Thanks for reminding me, Bevo. Yeah, motorboat. Motor. No motorboat. Can we do that song? Headphones. 
I am going. This is completely a coincidence. I am going to fill out a will on Wednesday. Uh, uh, living trust. Hey, you should. Kate's making me do living it. Living trust. Because you, you know what? On you. Yeah. You hey, should. dude. Kate's making me do it. A will means you're dead. I, you're or whatever. Gonna, a tri- a you're going to come back whatever. breathing, just not really with us anymore. Yeah, living trust. It, wherever it is that I assign the meager things that I own to go to those people, um, she's forcing I me want to, your van. <laughs> to do it. Oh, I forgot about the van, actually. I didn't put that in yet. Forgot about the bus. My hand's up. Yeah, you got it. The bus is yours. One of your bigger assets. No, man. the bus is yours. You want the BN, JP? Yep, I'll take it. And yeah. the, and the Are you logo. sure? Think I want the house bus. I I'll need take that bus Bruce system you don't use. And you want well, the house yeah. bus? Uh, all right, yeah, I got to start divvying up some assets. I guess I didn't. Oh, I didn't yeah. even think I had any assets. I just was like, I don't know. Yeah, the, look around. Like, until yeah. your friends think you're dying and they start scrambling like, for hey, what they want. You actually got a couple things. Technically, uh, uh, on two shows ago, I I asked for the bus, but that's fine. I'll give Doc the bus. Oh, so you did? I, I did. didn't even hear you do that. It's all right. It's I fine. wouldn't have given it to you over Doc. Actually, I want honestly. I want a couple guns. JP's not making it out of the I alley tonight. I want that 45 Glock. JP, no JP. Okay, you can have the Glock. That's fair. You can't handle a 45. Shoot better than you can. Oh, uh, uh. Caster <laughs> challenge. There's only one way to find out. <laughs> the next Caster challenge. Uh, uh. There's only one way to find out, little man. Yeah, really? Yeah, so easy. We just show up. Shoot. We do it one day. Piece of cake. Bring That's out right. a DSLR video. Get out and, there. Uh, I'll shoot it. your eye at a hundred <laughs> yeah. yards. Tasty. I love it. This is the next uh. Caster. They don't always have to be beer challenges. Uh, right. <laughs> they could be stupid. Totally a big uh, video shoot. Thing. It'd be great. <laughs> Wow! Uh, yeah, considering how, I can't how well we did on the, even said that. Well, like hey, a, considering yeah. how well we did on the ice focus bucket on challenge. the target, you know, like be a, two, a B camera. Yeah, yeah. be great. Oh, that'd be amazing. Yeah. The gauntlet has been thrown down. Yeah. All right, we are going to have a shooting range broadcaster <laughs> challenge coming yeah, up soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ow! 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 Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, Let's everybody, for sticking with us. Thanks to Drake's Brewing Company also. Uh, it was great to have him on the program. And, uh, hey, take care, everybody. I'll see you soon-ish. Kind of. Sort of. <laughs> Maybe. Sort of. Thank you to our show sponsor, More Beer. You can absolutely everything you need to make great beer at home by going to morebeer.com. John from Drake's Brewing in San Leandro came out to share all sorts of secrets and amazing things they're doing out there. Check them out over at Drake's Brewing. Merge your love of Disneyland with your lack of engaging podcasts and go to earsuppodcast.com as JP, Terrence, Bebo, and Taryn talk about all things Disney. Go check out Moscow's Hop Cartoons over at hoplifestore.com. Get on Twitter for some good beer insight and homebrew info and follow Nate Smith at Nathan Homebrew, Mike McDowell at Tasty McD. Also, Warren is trying to be desperately hip over there as well at Another Beardy. Speaking of Warren, he was not here today, so we had a lot of fun. Production director on this session has been Pushy Jacked. Today's show was loosely produced by Justin Crossley. JP was thanking God for session beer. Viva was learning about workplace harassment lawsuits. And your host was Justin Crossley. Be sure to remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. JP's an asshole. Justin's a nice guy. And when